0: Hey, welcome into the Coach Bo Knows Podcast here on the Studios Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisor Group Studios back in the house. Uh, check out all things, O'Connor Advisor Group.com at OAGKS.com. Hey, uh, you can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Coach Bono Show. Check out the Facebook page. You can find us. Just search for Coach, uh, Coach Bono Show. And you can email us at Coach Bono Show at gmail.com. This is episode 49. And we are a day late. We are going to do it this way, this way, because there's a lot going on. I appreciate everybody being uh Uh, kind. I'm joined today for episode 49 with a man who is a local legend, a man who is known everywhere unofficially as the mayor of Lawrence, Kansas, a man who is a day late but never a dollar short. My main man, P. Muddy, is in the house. P, how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Now, we're going to keep this today. You guys heard we did center field for the Open today. We kind of bumped our CM Punk stuff, you know, Cult of Personality. Uh, we bumped that today. I wanted to do it because we're recording a day late on Tuesday. Let me re record the regular podcast Sunday night for Monday's, um, Monday's distribution. But I really wanted to wait till the trade deadline in Major League Baseball, and I'm really glad we did because I didn't want information to be out and, you know, the pod to be out for a day or two days or whatnot. So I thought, let's wait, and then let's see what happens when 5 o'clock rolls around. We'll record it. We'll get it out, that kind of thing. So uh, thanks for bearing with us, and we're going to have a lot to talk about. So uh, what we're going to do, we're not going to talk about Deshaun Watson, football at all, we are totally going to do baseball today. We, If we have time, P. Money and I may go into some wrestling. Originally, this was going to be an all-wrestling pod. We were going to do it on Sunday after SummerSlam and the Ric Flair matches. But we didn't do it. We're doing this instead today. So I hope you enjoy the content. Um, again, I'm bringing P. Money in because, he's, you know, one, he's a baseball guy. Two, we get into wrestling. He'll certainly be able to help us out there. So more than just our NBA ex, uh, you know, uh, insider, Pete, there's a lot of shit going on here. Oh. In the baseball world, we might have the biggest trade in baseball history. I think it is. For those that don't know, so August the 2nd, today as we're recording this, so on Tuesday, at 5 o'clock Central Time was the trade deadline. Now, a trade can be made now through September 1st if all players involved clear waivers, which is just not likely to ever happen. It can happen on some high-priced guys or some guys you don't want to get rid of, but you don't see a lot of that moving forward, especially nowadays baseball. But the big trade, it actually went through. We've been talking about it for a few weeks. The Washington Nationals... Have traded Juan Soto along with first baseman Josh Bell to San Diego Padres. Now this was crazy. The Nationals get back five players. They get four minor leaguers. A couple of them have been in both AAA and the and the big club this year. Uh, pitcher McKenzie Gore, right-handed pitcher Jarlin Susana, who is one of the top prospects in the Nationals organization, mm-hmm. outfielder James Wood, shortstop C.J. Abrams, who is the top prospect in the Padres' um, uh, uh, cor- a cornerstone in all, their, uh, to say, in all their farm system, yep. and outfield prospect Robert Hassel. There was one holdup. The Padres had also included current first baseman Eric Hosmer. Now, Eric Hosmer, because of 10-5 rule, he has enough time in, he has a no-trade clause, and did not waive his non-trade no-trade clause. The Nationals were not on his list of 10 teams he could be traded to. So it looked for a minute like this might not happen. It turned out the Padres just said, hey, we'll give them someone instead. So instead, the Nationals get first baseman and dh Luke Voigt. So that um, and I think for the Nationals it's probably a better gig because of the money. Yes, it is. I mean Hosmer's owed What, 40 we, was, million next year. He's owed he, he's owed forty four uh, yeah forty four no sort of sixty one million over the next three and a half years. And we're gonna get into the Hosmer deal in a minute. Yep. As that happens, Eric Hosmer rejects the trade and then an hour later, accepts a trade to the Boston Red Sox, Woo-hoo. which I'm as a Red Sox fan. I'm happy about, but we're going to get into that. Really? First off, the Padres they get Soto, who's still under control. Yes. They still have two arbitration seasons oh, after this season. Wow! So they get at least two and a half years of what could be the best player in baseball. Yes. Not named Mike Trout. Not named Mike Trout. Yeah. Um. And then you get Josh Bell, who is a rental. He's only going to be there for the rest of the season. Yes. He is under contract only for 2022. But Josh Bell obviously goes into Hosmer's place. Yep. Yeah, you lose some defense, but you gain, some, gain quite a bit of offense. Bunch of offense. You get the best young hitter in baseball. Mm-hmm. The guy goes without saying. So yes. is. Yep. And then they should get Fernando that Tatis seems, back off the injury geez. list in about a month. That seems good. Now, what I did see: the Las Vegas odds on the Padres went from twenty to one to eight to one. Oh, it's ridiculous! Yeah. So, but they're still having to deal with some things in the division, it being the Dodgers, yeah. And they're not going to catch the Dodgers. The Dodgers they are way ahead. If they're a wild card, they're going to be scary. Yeah. But. You know, I thought it was a, a thing to think about. You think about... Now, the Padres also, on Monday, added Josh Hader, the well, closer. Well I think the second-best closer in baseball. Yeah, I think he's the best closer in baseball. I mean, He's one or two. Him and, I think, Liam Hendricks are the two that we think are the best. I players. switched up Edwin Diaz from the Mets. Did you? Yeah. The so I, I think those are the two that I think are the yes. best. And then... Um, it, it's, it's funny and... With me, I was thinking about that, and I went, wow, you got both Bell and Soto. You add uh, Josh Hader to the closer sp- rod, mm-hmm. uh, spot. Really, the only concern the Padres have is you know they're going to be a wild card. Yeah. They're currently, you know, I don't to pull this up, I think they're 12 yeah. games back in it's the like West. 11.5 or 12 back in yeah, the West. Yeah, they're back quite a ways. Yeah. Um, but when you see that, and we're pulling it up now, they're 12 back. 12 back. You know, with about fifty games to go, you're just not going to catch them. Probably about 40, not. About Forty games. To no, go. no, probably not. Uh, but the the tough thing is that you're going to get that one one car one game playoff. <laughs> and if they end up in a one game playoff, it's all for naught. If they run into the the Mets with Degrom or Scherzer, yeah. or Scherzer, or you know somebody you know in the front half of us, something yeah. like that. If if the Braves were able to overtake. The but, Mets in the East. Yeah. you know, So it'll be interesting. It will be. Um, obviously, I think the winners here at the trade deadline are the Padres mm-hmm. in those three editions. I did see baseball tonight, and ESPN had talked about it. For the three players, they have traded 10 of their top 25 prospects. Mm-hmm. But I thought are really good, I want to hear your opinion on this. God. I thought one of the things that, uh, I think it was Buster uh, Bustroni said this, if you go back and look. Anytime time you've seen these prospects for the biggest name, mm-hmm. the big name always wins. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. And, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head a couple of them. The only one that I can think of where a player was traded as a prospect, and that player became greater than anybody in the deal, was the early 90s, the Red Sox trading Jeff Bagwell, to the Astros for Larry Anderson. But every other one of these deals we see, Mm -hmm. the team getting the prospects never gets it. I think part of it is, tell me what you think on this, Pete, you get prospects, and maybe you get five of them. You hope three of them are contributors. You hope one breaks out to be a star. But what if you don't have them? Oof. Right. What if they lose as the a free agent, you know? It, You'd never know you never know. I mean, let, let's say, I'm just throwing out a name. Let's say James Wood becomes this great outfielder for the Nationals. Mm-hmm. And in five years, he's ready for free agency. The Nationals haven't won anything, and he leaves. Yeah. Ooh. What did you really get? Nothing. If he's the breakout guy. We don't know which of those guys is the breakout. We know it won't be Luke lose I think th- I think, Ab- think it could be Abrams. You think it's gonna be CJ? I'm a huge fan. Of Generally speaking, shortstops tend to be the guy. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it's just you don't see that. You do see trading away a player, or letting a player go, and you're able to replace them with your own guys. We're seeing that with the Astros and Correa. Oh, Astros, great. Yep. You know they've been able with, to fill with, in. With Pena. Yeah, Pena's been great. Yeah. Yes. Um, it, it it's just crazy what we've seen. The other team that's been wheeling and dealing this weekend, and in really the last few days, has been the New York Yankees, which yeah, is not surprising. Have. This is this is the Yankees going back to their, you know, two thousand tens playbook. of yeah. Load up, load up, load up. Exactly. Uh, they did trade Joey Gallo to the Dodgers. That's a plus for them. Getting of there. I agree. You get a, they get a double A pitcher coming back, which I, I think is anything. I mean, Joey she Gallo's been he's been a bust. Bad. What, 150-something? Yeah, pretty bad. That's awful. They do trade for Andrew Tendy last week. Uh, and I know that hurt, hurt us both. We both have been a Tendy guy. Like admit it. The trade a couple days ago, they get Freddie Montas and Lou Trevino. The, that was the starter and the closer. Of oh, the A's. From the A's. The two best <laughs> players in the A's roster yeah. go to the Yankees. Yep. The Yankees send a couple of middling prospects back. Mm-hmm. Which again, we have now the A's are pulling the we're poor we're poor we're poor sell 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 yeah, and then this afternoon right before the deadline, the Yankees trade for Harrison Bader, which is another bow for bench. Yeah, it'll, yeah, I think more than anything, he'll also also be the the outfielder that can replace Gallo, and be your late inning. Put in any well, of the three position well, outfields. If he, he put because Yes, but what I mean is he'll be the guy that comes off the bench to fill in defensively. For Judge, you think in the center? Or do you move Judge back to right? I think Judge will go back to right. And, and we'll you put Bader out. in the center? He's Bader in the center, but I don't think he'll start all the time. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, A couple of the others I want to try to get to here. I want to talk about. I mean, I think the Yankees have done really well for themselves. They didn't cost them a lot. They may... And they avoided the Soto thing. They did. So, you know, the, the, the Nationals said they were only dealing with the Yankees if they could get Jason Dominguez. And that wasn't going to happen. And that's the Yankees' biggest prospect. I mean, he's a bigger prospect than even Judge was. Yeah, and he... Uh, and I, I, I I hate saying this, because the Yankees, I like him. Yeah, he's... He's a young cat too. He's only 18. He's good. Yeah, so I mean He's you just don't know. They call him the Marsh because yeah. of his size and, yep. and the way he looks. Yep. Um so the Yankees have padded their team up They're get ready. You know, again, they're looking at one to twenty-six. You know, who are we? And, and they did well. Um The Astros added Trey Mancini. Which is huge. And Christian Vasquez. Which is also the good. I Vasquez think. will start. He'll be their new catcher. I think Mancini starts. I think Mancini starts at first. Yes. They'll move your your guy Yeah. No, well, they got who does left it? They'll have to move Guriel somewhere else because they still got oh yeah right. Um, I um, I um, I um I little Poppy, Guriel Alvarez. That's right. So I mean that's yeah. So it's another bat, and you could platoon those guys. You could, yeah. So you're going to see a lot of that moving mm-hmm. around. So, um, and and the Orioles. You know, Man Mancini, he's the one guy making any money on that roster. Mm-hmm. Get a couple prospects. Yep. And by doing that, they're building toward 2024, 2020 last. Yes, they are. They've already got Adley Rutschman who they brought up this year. They just had the first pick in the draft. They got Matt Holliday's son. That's a good he's pick. He's probably going to be a four or five years away. But, yeah, but still. I mean, you can... The, the Orioles Williams. are doing what they got to do as a smaller, smaller town team. Yes, very much. They traded closer away today too. They did, and where did he end up? I believe Tampa. Okay. I don't recall. Actually. Yeah. So um, the other ones I want to bring up now. This is um, before the last forty-eight hours. The biggest trade I thought going in was the Mariners won the Luis Castillo. That was huge. Which I think, other than the you know the Soto thing, I mean Soto's, it's kind of its own level in the hierarchy of what's available. Yeah. But Castillo was the best rental. Yes, absolutely. And he was the best pitcher available. Mm-hmm. And the Mariners add him. They did ask. They did add Carlos Santana from the Royals, which is going to be a big... basically paid nothing for him. Yeah, they paid nothing. For him. And then they just got Jake Lamb from the Dodgers this afternoon. Yep. The the Mariners. Right now, the second wild card, I think they have made their team better. They did. Uh, I think if you look at it right now, I... I mean, they're going to be a hard out. You know, I'm looking at it right now. We've got it pulled up here. So, the right now, the three American League wild cards are Toronto, Tampa, Seattle. So Seattle's yeah. third. I'm sorry, I had them first. Third. The next three are Cleveland, Baltimore, Boston, and then Chicago. Boston and the White Sox are tied three games back, both sitting exactly 500. Um... <laughs> You've got basically seven teams playing for three spots. You've got three teams that decided they were going to add in the Jays, the Rays, and the Mariners. The Mariners really went hard in the paint. Yes, they did. The Rays did what the Rays do. You get a couple of pieces here and there and do the smart stuff with that. Yeah. The Blue Jays, oh, God. here right at the deadline, I mean, right at 5 o'clock, we get the notice, the notice. Toronto trades for Whit Merrifield from Kansas City, which, all right. You know, every so often, I do a fuck you somebody on this podcast. It wasn't, but two weeks ago that I did a fuck you Whit Merrifield for what reason? He wasn't vaccinated. And couldn't what? Play in Toronto. Couldn't play in Toronto. And then he said on 610 Sports, he went a day after saying that. He, first, he said that he would consider vaccination if he went, was dealt to a contending team. Oh, yeah, dealt to. Then he goes on local radio, 610 Sports, to Kansas City, the very next day apologizes and said, well, what I said, this is what I really meant. And in the day of the trade deadline, he got traded long. to the very team he couldn't go play against because of his vaccination stuff. Oh, jeez. So, obviously, at some point, Witt Merrifield wouldn't have got vaccinated. hmm Yep. Because he's got to have two vaccines, two rounds, in order to get into Toronto. He got to put the gun his first one. Or sure. just, be, I don't know, man. I, I Oh, Jeez. uh, Yeah, this has been a, a quite the clusterfuck. I, yeah, indeed. Other deals that are out there, the New York Mets added uh, Darren Ruff from the Giants mm-hmm. in a deal. They were looking at a DH here at the end. Of the, they needed one. And they needed one. They were talking to Boston about JD Martinez. There was some talk about Dominic Smith for JD Martinez. Yeah. That didn't happen. Instead, the Mets sent JD Davis and three prospects. To the Dodgers for Darren Ruff. I was just watching him this past weekend. The Giants. The Giants. Okay, Yeah. Uh, Darren Ruff and the Giants. He's and good. I was just watching him this past weekend. I thought he was the best hitter in their order when I was watching them the Dodgers last week. I think week. he is. And um, so, yeah, the Giants kind of took a step back. No, they're, but, not, they're, uh, not, they're not close to anything. Well, they're four and a half back right now, the wild card. Okay. There's Only the Cardinals are between them and the three wild card spots. Right now, it's the Braves, the Padres, the Phillies. I mean, you notice the Cardinals didn't add. They actually traded Harrison Bader yeah. over to the Yankees. Well, we thought they were going to get soda. Well, I did. Well, they were one of the last three teams, and I think that, from what I was seeing earlier, it looked like the Padres were just willing to send so much in yeah, prospects. absolutely. And nobody else was willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um so now it looks like the you know the Giants didn't really go in. The, the Cardinals didn't really go in. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, if you're the Giants, you're not catching the Dodgers in the division. No, absolutely not. You have five games back here, a game under 500. But at 51 and 52, they have a better record here on the 2nd of August than the Atlanta Braves did last year on the 2nd of August. Yep. Yeah. Who ended up winning the World Series. World Series, yeah. So... I, I the, the thing is that that in a card you said you have to break the brains of Padres and the Phillies. Yeah. Well, they all do. Add. Yeah. I like, don't know who's catching them. Yeah. It, 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 the Cardinals are a game back. So one They're of the, the only team, yeah. I think. The, and they, the, they gotta stay hot. the Phillies went in and did some deals here. Well they got a bunch. Bring in Noah Sandergard. Which is good starting pitching they Indian. They we went and go get um uh Brandon Marsh. From the Angels. The center fielder they needed. Center fielder. Great defensive center fielder. Good bat. He's a guy that's so good in defense that there was talk in the Angels about moving Trout to left. Which was saying a lot. And they traded for David Robertson, another starter. He's a bullpen. Or bullpen guy, I'm sorry, yeah. I got you. Who they got there. So, I mean, yeah. um, the one thing I did notice, I just saw this as well as right now, when you were looking at me weird a minute ago. Yeah. In that center guard deal, they did trade Mikey maniac in that game. Oh, they did? Emoniak, yeah. Who was the number one pick, number one wow. overall pick. Uh, which kind of surprises me. Um, but the Phillies have got some other young guys. That's true. So Mickey Moniak gone, they're They they've now moved one. on from that. And uh win now. And Dave Robertson has been, you know, a guy who went to the Cubs this year, has really played well. He's got 14 saves, I think it was, South right, yeah. Cubs, <laughs> and has been a kind of kind of that comeback. Which is yep. a great deal for the Cubs. You get more in return yep. than you than you took t- to uh, kind of flipping him. Yep. Um, it gives me going to my team and your team, the Red Sox. Yep. So the Red Sox have traded Christian Vasquez, a starting Ooh. catcher, over to the Astros. A couple of minor leaguers coming back to the Red Sox in that. They add on Tommy Fan, who is. Uh, a mutual option for 2023, he's a rental. He is not going to be on that team next year, I don't think. I think he might. $7.5 on the mutual option. Oh, Never mind, I don't know that so. much. Never so never they'll buy. have to pay half the cost of his contract, but well, really about a, about 40% okay. of the rest of the season on FAM. Hosmer is the one that intrigues me because they got him for basically a song. I did the numbers here. Uh-huh. He signed a Eight-year, one hundred forty-four million-dollar contract, eighteen million a year. When he left the Royals to go to, to go to San Diego, he still owed sixty-one million. That's I was I was told seven million this year, and then the uh, for eighteen million each of the next three. Working oh. with those numbers. Now, the Padres have agreed to pay the Red Sox or to pay Hosmer over that period forty-four million. Jeez. Of the remaining $61 million of his contract. Wow. Which means the Red Sox can basically get Hosmer for three and a half years at $4.8 million a year. That's good. For an elite-level defensive first baseman. Yes. A left-handed hitter who hits the other way, which we did with the Green Monster. Yep. Now, it could hurt the Red Sox in that they've got two prospects who are first basemen. Bobby Dalback. and and Tristan um, Cassis, yep. who's in AAA, who we both thought a few days ago be up. would be called up. I thought if we trade J.D. away, it comes Cassis, going to do his thing. I thought so, too. It looks like now we'll have Hosmer, and then Tommy Fan gets added to fill in that gap. I think Franchi Cordero is going to get DFA. I do, so. He'll probably designate for a second. He's playing first right now. He's been awful. He's not playing at all. And so, and then, been pretty bad. And go oh, back to the third, whatever. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised. I did see what they traded. It was basically nothing for Acosta. They got a couple of prospects with him in the deal. That's crazy. Um, I I think mean, this is gonna be the Red Sox flipping him in the offseason. I think so. I just don't know where.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't think it matters right now. So true. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we've seen some teams that get better. Now. I want to talk about the local team. That's the Royals, Kansas City Royals. Here. This is full on sale mode. We're going to the future. Yep. In the last week, they have traded Andrew Benintendi, Carlos Santana, who I they at least got something for Carlos Santana. Yes. I liked when they got him last year. Yeah. But he has not played well this year at all. No. And I, mean, he I thought he was gonna be someone that would get released actually. Oh, he's playing better now in Seattle. Yeah, but now he's going to Seattle. And we they trade with Merrifield today. It's obvious the Royals are going to the youth movement. They're gonna build a team around I Bobby Witt Jr. Um, you know, you have Bobby Witt Jr., they're gonna keep Salvador Perez, but they have to. From there, it looks like it's the youth movement across the board. Yeah. And I think if you're a Royals fan, get ready for a couple of really bad years. I mean a couple oh, of hundred lost, seasons, of lost are seasons are coming. Yeah. Right now the Royals, let's see, are 103 games in, they are 41. And 62, uh, that is a three-ninety-eight win percentage, which that's going to project to, let me see here. That projects to it just a 98 wins. That's 98 losses, my bad, 98 losses. Oh gosh. So you figure 98 losses this year. If you're losing Witt Merrifield, you're losing Santana, you're losing your best outfielder in Ben Attendee, um, I don't know what they got on the farm that's going to be good enough to replace those guys. No. They're not a franchise that spends money in free agency. Nope. This is a 100-loss team in the next couple of years. Yep. And what's to stop them from two, three years from now, Bobby Witt Jr. being what? What Juan, so- what Juan Soto is right now, man, that'd be rough. I think Bobby stays. I, I think if you're the Royals, you better start thinking about buying as many of his years as you can right now. Yeah, I mean, he's just come up, Thank so you. it won't be a. Year, it'd be a couple of years to really even start thinking about that. Yeah, but boy, they they cannot afford to be sitting at the same spot talent wise in twenty twenty four this time. Then they are here. They are now. And think that Bobby Witt's gonna wanna stay. No, not at all. he will attack out real quick. Yeah. So I, I it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. That's one I really think is gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um The Royals again, I, I just they threw in the towel. They 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 do have the third worst record in the in the American League. Um, they're not a good team. I'm glad that we don't have them. We don't, you know, at our home we have Hulu's. We don't get the Valley Sports, and I'm not paying any money on that Valley Sports no, have to watch them play. No, not at all. So they can, you yeah, take a flying leap for all I care. But I hate to see that for my friends who are Royals fans. So. Right, we'll, we'll it we'll would be. See we'll see them this weekend. Yeah, well, they the Red Sox are in town this weekend. Yeah. But the bad thing is, is that. You, for my, my people who are Royals fans' sake, I want to see them be happy, but at the same time, you can't. They, these, they, the Royals aren't showing anybody no. that they have any idea what they're doing moving forward. Mm-mm. It's just sell, 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 and move on, move on. So, yeah. so, if you're a Royals fan, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, it, it sucks, but kind of is what it is now. Mm-hmm. And a uh, couple surprises here at the trade deadline that people who not traded. Um, the Cubs didn't trade either Ian Happ or Wilson Contreras. I thought Contreras was going. I thought Contreras was going to get traded as well. And the Red Sox didn't trade J.D. Martinez. Yeah. Like they asked for too much. They were work, working with the Dodgers on a possible trade. That didn't go through. That didn't go through. The Mets decided to go with Darren Ruff instead mm-hmm. of making a trade deal with some talk of Dominic Smith for J.D. Martinez. That mm-hmm. didn't happen. So... Uh, it looks like he'll be, he's at the end of his contract, so the Red Sox will be getting nothing in return for that. Bye-bye. Bye. He'll be leaving. Uh, but they didn't trade Raphael Devers or Xander Burris. As I should have. Hmm. Um, I was also happy that the Pittsburgh Pirates did not pull a Kansas City Royals and start trading guys like Brian Hayes and, and, and he, O'Neal Cruz. Good. O'Neal Cruz is good. Brian Reynolds is good. Yeah. Did I say they have a better future than the Royals do? Pirates. I think they do. Oh, I think so. I think they do. I think the two teams I think are gonna be really good. I think that the Pirates are gonna be really good in a couple of years, and I think the Orioles are loaded with young players. Yeah, right. and, and it's gonna it's gonna be hard because they're in the toughest division in baseball. But Still. those are two teams. If you're a fan of those two teams, you'll enjoy them in a couple of years. They'll be young and fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just it's. It's funny because we're going to see some teams in this next off season, We're going to see where they're moving forward, and there was some talk about would the Angels move Shohei Otani. No, I not. didn't see that, but they're going to have to pay him a lot. Um, <laughs> a lot. We've got more teams that are trying to cut payroll than we do teams trying to win right now. Yes. It, it, it's really pathetic. I mean, if you it look, is. Yeah. I mean, I think the American League East is sort of the um, the exception to the rule, and I think mean, the National League East is the exception with three out of five teams. You the, the big, the big market in New York. Yeah, but if you look in the Central and the American League, it's the Twins, it, and maybe Cleveland and Chicago play their way into something, but they didn't. Neither of added no. anything. Mm-hmm. The Royals and Tigers are both terrible. Yep. In the West, the Astros are now the second-best record in the American League, and they're going to catch the Yankees, I think. Yes, they are. I really believe that. I do, so. too. The Mariners are 12 games back, but they are the current wild last wild card. Rangers, Angels, A's aren't trying. No, not at all. And it's a shame the Angels aren't trying when you've got the, Shohei Otani and Mike Troutman, right, too. Well it, well, it doesn't help them they give Rendon that big deal. Yeah. I didn't help them whatsoever. Yeah, Anthony Rendell's been bad in the couple years they've had him he's in the been 10 years. Awful. He's yeah. not, not even playable. Yeah. And he's heard of games out from the season. And season they gave him so much money because that one good year in World Series here. Yeah. Falling off the face of the area. Yeah. Uh, National League at the East got the Mets right now are three and a half up on the Braves. Mets improved. Mets also added my dude. Daniel Vogelbach. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. A few yeah. days ago. That's right. And we know I love, I love fat, fat baseball Well, yeah, players. him Alejandro Kirk. You know, Alejandro Kirk. Daniel Vogelbach, though, he he looks like he just came from a deli. He does. And is playing for the Mets. Um, if you haven't seen him play. But now, he was an all-star last year. Good for him. You know. Uh, but the Mets added Daniel Vogelbach, um, along with everything else. Mm-hmm. The Braves are in second. got the Phillies who are trying to get in that wild card. You've the Marlins and the Nationals, obviously. The Marlins just... They are a better team than their record. Well, no. Let me rephrase it. They're a better record than they are a team. Yeah. Because their manager is really good at managing that team. He is. Madeline does a great job there. They have a phenomenal young star in charge, doesn't? Yeah. But, I mean, it's just not one player doesn't make a team in baseball. No. And then the Nationals obviously just traded Soto. And a lot of the Soto thing, from what I understand, has to do with new ownership for the team. Yeah, I, that, I can see that now. Well, so they have a new owner coming in. Mm-hmm. And then the new owner said, the ownership team has said, either extend Juan Soto, you know, six, seven, eight-year contract, mm-hmm. or trade it. Because you got to have assets. That's true. One way or the other. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know if I like the idea of doing that and that they still had two more years. Still work out in extensions. Yeah. I, at least you could have gone into this offseason and talked to them about Yeah. A player that special. I, I think it's bad management. Right. I think it's bad management from the new ownership. They have, since they won the World Series a couple of years ago, they have cleaned house. Yeah, well, look look at the Braves who were off the Riley yesterday. Yeah, I mean the Braves have done the opposite. They wait. The Braves have locked everybody up. Everybody's locked up right now. Acuna, Aldi, Albies, Albies, uh, just Riley, up Riley last night. Riley got two hundred twelve million for for ten years. For ten years. Um, they have Matt Olson on a long contract. Yeah, Swanson's next. Yeah, now we were just talking about that earlier. What happens with Dansby Swanson? Is I, think, next I think he gets he's going to get paid by the Braves, <sighs> I think. Well, they have the flexibility that they could pay him. I mean, yeah. We'll see what happens. So, And if not, there'll be a team that'll take a shortstop. Nah. Watch out for the Dodgers in there. No, so, not with we'll Trey Turner there. Trey Turner is a rental. He's done at the end of the year. Is he's he, kind of he really? He's up at the end of the year. Oh, no. Uh, National League Central, we've got the Brewers and the Cardinals. Brewers, three game lead on the Cardinals. Brewers traded. Just traded Hayter away. Their closer, Josh Hayter, is the, the, really the best, like the most dominant guy in his position in the entire league. I mean, you can argue a couple others. I like Hayter. I think he's excellent. Um, Do they think they're not in it? Well, they have to, They're They're running the division right now. But I think at they the were looking at it, they're looking at it and saying, well, where are we next year with him? That's Josh Hader's contract is up at the end of the season. That's a very good point. Yeah, I've come up with And that. so they're thinking, well, let's get something for him mm-hmm. and try to make a deal. They did get a closer. Uh, they got Taylor, Taylor Rogers out of it. Yeah, but it, it, it's... But it's... Oh, gosh. Yeah. Watch do the Cardinals make a run here at the end of the month and a half to go really two months to go. Really two months. I think, I think they will. Yes, 60 days. Can the Cardinals beat the Brewers by three games? Yes. Because if they can, you don't have to worry about the wild card. No. And you get to host that game at home, which is huge. Yeah. And then out west, you got the Dodgers who are just running away with it. Best best record in baseball now. They've moved ahead of the Yankees for that. They're the best team in baseball. One to twenty five. It's the best. The team Dodgers. Ever. It's not even close. And we didn't even have to add a bunch. I mean, no. they, they, they they go get Joey Gallo, who's the last stick on the on the on, on the bench. bench. They did trade away um, Jake Lamb. Jake Lamb to the Mariners. But he was they didn't give up anything to get no, Gallo at all. The Yankees kind of paid him to take him. Yeah. And he may be someone who gets DFA'd in you know a month. Yeah. You just never know. So Padres know. obviously make big moves to get back in it in the wild card. They win the deadline. Yeah. The Giants didn't do a whole lot in trading rough, I think is bad. And you get the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, who are getting two of the teams not trying. No, at all. We've got too many teams in baseball not trying. Yeah. It's a problem when you've got at least two, except for the American League East, mm-hmm. you've got at least two teams in every division that aren't trying. Three and some. Well, think about it. The smaller markets, it's smaller market time. That's the problem. Yeah, but uh, see, I, this is where I get pissed about that small market bullshit. Uh, yes, there is some things that teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers and the the Padres and and the Red Sox and a few others, the Cubs, have. They have those big TV rights. It does give them more money. But what you really have is lazy, lazy ownership who are willing to take that extra money that the big teams are paying in luxury tax, take their percentage of that, and say, well, we'll just sit on this money. They're making money on the team. Mm-hmm. They're still selling tickets. Not as many as they were in some cases. Right. But the Royals don't care about that. The Oakland A's are openly saying, fuck this team. We're that's, moving to Las Vegas. Yep, that's true. You know, the Angels are, are doing nothing, and they're in LA. They're the best player in baseball. And they're in LA. Yeah. It's rough. Well, and, and, and don't sell me on the idea of, well, they're small market teams. Tampa Bay is not a small market team. No. Yes, they are. That's a small market team. And they play in a really bad facility. That's true. Yeah. And they're, they're a small market team. They don't pay anybody. They're still competitive. The Minnesota Twins are not exactly in the biggest market in Minneapolis. They're leading their division. The Astros are in a big city, but they don't have the big rights that the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers have. But they put a team on the field that wins consistently. We've seen small market teams win World Series in the last few years. We saw the Rays almost do it twice. We saw the Royals do it. You know, what was that, seven, eight years ago? Yeah. We've seen the Nationals go up there and win it. We just saw the Braves, who weren't spending money going into last season, go from being sub-500 to the World Series champ and decided, hey, now we're going to spend money. Finally. Because they got a TV deal and they got people coming. People will come to your games. You will make money if you put a quality team on the field. How hard were Royals tickets to find five years ago? Jesus Christ. They were selling out games. People were going like crazy. And now you go to like a day game and there's nobody there. Nobody there. More fans were going this weekend. The Red Sox are in town. There are more Red Sox fans than Royals fans. Oh, absolutely. 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 We'll see people who are from New England
1: come who will to come Kansas. to Kansas City because
0: yeah. it's going to be cheaper for them than to it to Fenway Park. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it gets them away for a few days. So save the happy horse shit on the small market teams. I will not even listen to that argument. And for anybody who brings that argument up, that is just, it is lazy booking. Do you a wrestling term? So, all right, we're going to wrap up baseball talk on that. And uh, you got anything we obviously said? Who was your winner? Your winner was the Padres? my was Padres. I think it's the Padres and the Yankees. I mean it's the Padres. Yeah. Like you get Soto, Bell, and Hayner. Yeah. What else could you ask for? Yeah. I mean they really went and got what three of the best five players available? Maybe three of the three. I would argue Luis Castillo was a better pickup for the Mariners than 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 Bell and Hayden. Yeah, okay. Three out of five. Because Castillo's a guy in a one game playoff can lock you into a win. Oh, absolutely, you could, yeah. So that's the thing. That's true. Um, but I think that, I mean, the Yankees just decided, they we're going to go all in. They improved their team from 15 to 25 better than anybody else did. And, so, they're, and they're still going to find a way to lose them little all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think that the, the Padres' big problem is going to be if someone gets hurt or situational replacing of people. They're going to have to really rely on Juan Soto, Manny Machado, um, Josh Bell, and then Fernando Tatis Jr. coming back. When Tatis comes back, is that, is that the best match for baseball? I don't know. Behind, the, behind I, the Dodgers? Dodgers are still the ones for me. And the Yankees have a great lineup. They play in that bandbox, it helps. Yeah, we enjoyed 50 homers here because of it. And so, I mean, I think that's a big deal. But I, I think if I was going to take a line, I'd take the Dodgers line. I'd take the Dodgers or the Padres. Yeah, I would take the Dodgers line. that's the not That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, I don't think you can go wrong either way. You really so, can't, no. Hey, what we want to talk about, we we'll want to talk about one of our great sponsors real quick here, and that's our good friends at Goldbelly. Hey, folks, if you listen to the pod, you know, you've heard me talk about Gold Belly. It is a great way to try a lot of different stuff. And pee money we saw something going on on Gold Belly. What's going on on Gold Belly this week? The Junior Cheesecakes. Junior's cheese If Have you ever been, you've been to New York City? We've we both, been to it. We've been to New York City, and we've been to right off Times Square. Oh, my god. Junior's Cheesecake. It's world known. It's some of the best cheesecake I've ever had in my life. And right now, what is Gold Belly doing on Cheesecakes? Buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free on all Junior's Cheesecakes on the belly. Let me tell you, that ish is good. <laughs> all right. Hey, uh we tried we went there four years ago. Yep. We were in New York and we hit we knew we we knew we got hit. Somebody hit us in the game. Yep. Hey if you're gonna be in Times Square, because that's you know, just like the worst place in the world. Yeah. Just right, the okay. ultimate tourist trap but a block away. A yes. friend of mine told me. Hit that Junior's Cheesecake. And we, we went over and hit it. It was so good. Uh, right now, Gold Belly has Junior's Cheesecake. Buy one, get one free. And I'm not just talking about the original cheesecake. We're talking about the original cheesecake, the sampler cheesecake, the strawberry cheesecake, the strawberry shortcake cheesecake, tiramisu, red velvet cake oh, cheesecake, no. <laughs> carrot cake cheesecake, Raspberry swirl, lemon, coconut, cherry crumb, Lord have mercy. And they're all buy one, get one free. Plus, you can save $25 on your order, $50 or more, if you use the link in the show notes. Check that out. Use the link in the show notes to save $25 extra bucks. You're going to get two cheesecakes for the price of one. It is well worth the price just for one full cheesecake now you get two. I'm supposed to be on a diet, peanut. money Yeah, guy, I know. You know. Eating this cheesecake. I'm, look I'm looking just like, oh, no. Man, I'm thinking about we might have to order. Uh, but, no, jump on. Check it out. And if you've never had it, if you've never been to New York City, it is the original New York City cream cheesecake. It is so good. There's a lot of different stuff you can check out on Bully. Food from... Any region in America, you know, I've talked about the barbecue, the seafood, all the other stuff. We love talking about what's going on. We thank Goldbelly for sponsoring the podcast. And uh, check out the show notes. Get the link. $25 off your first order. It's a cheesecake. All right. Now, I've been trying to get Hayden Fowler to come in all week. He's been busy. I've been busy. We haven't been able to get together. So, P. Money, we're going to talk some wrestling. Cool. So, folks, if you're not into wrestling, you can just jump out now. Don't forget, this part is sponsored by DoorDash. Right now, check out the link in the show notes, and you can get ten dollars off your next three orders at DoorDash. So, and a lot of people have been telling me, hey Coach Bo, I already got a DoorDash account. Let me tell you something, fool. Get a new account. You sign up using a different phone number, got your wife's phone, got your roommate's phone. Whatever it's gotta be, a different email address. It only works on new accounts. But check out the links. Ten dollars on your first three orders. We all DoorDash, we all get something. Get it done. Use the code. There you go. We appreciate DoorDash for helping us out here. I P Money. You are a wrestling fan. Very much. Would you say you were an aficionado? I would say, for the most part, yes. And there's a lot of shit going down. There's a ton. I know. We're not going to talk. I'm going to get Hayden on here to talk about Vince McMahon and legacy and all that later. He, I, what Matt, what and, he, I, he and I can get into the history of all that. Yeah, and, I don't know all that. And, and for let's catch up on, you know, a lot of the times with wrestling, the behind-the-scenes stuff is just as interesting as anything on television. And right now, we are in a very weird moment. Vince McMahon is now the former CEO and chairman of the WWE. He's been replaced on the board of directors by his daughter, Stephanie McMahon. He's been replaced as CEO by his daughter and by Nick Khan yep. and a co-CEO. Um, not this past Friday, but the Friday before, it's been about 10 days now, we got word that Triple H Paul Levesque had been named the head of talent relations. This is the guy who basically says, here's who's here, who's who's not. Here's who's basically the general manager, if you will, in sports terms of the wrestling organization. Vince McMahon, a few hours later, announces his retirement. They get through the weekend, and as they come out the weekend, it's announced that Triple H, Paul Levesque, will now be... The head of creative, <laughs> which is a huge deal to wrestling fans, and I'll explain why, if you're a novice, if you just don't know. Here's why it's a big deal. Uh, go back a few years, the WWE decided they wanted to build their own, what they call superstars. Wrestlers was called wrestlers. They call them superstars. And they started their own creative um, kind of like a, a form, like, like a minor league system <laughs> in Florida. Triple H was in charge of it. And he built what was called NXT, uh, which would be short for Next, but NXT. And this became very popular with hardcore wrestling fans. It was sort of old school wrestling. A lot of the stuff that you see on Monday Night Raw and, and Friday Night SmackDown was not the kind of stuff you'd see on NXT. Um Couple of years forward, they've built stars. This is where people like Sasha Banks and Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, uh, Dean Ambrose, who's now John Moxley in yep. AEW, a number of people came through the Roman Reigns no came through that system, yep. uh, and we've seen over and over for the last few years now. Mm-hmm. We've seen they call the NXT takeovers, which are pay per view events that are on usually the Friday night or the Saturday night of a WWE pay per view. Yep. Which are tremendous cards. And they've been better. Every year. Every year. And they've been better than what the The big card, the main main roster, was going to be a lot of times. A couple years ago now, about a year and a half ago, Triple H has a heart issue. All we knew was it was a medical situation. We came to find out after the fact that he had a heart condition that was not diagnosed. It was something that ran in his family. He almost died. Yep. And during the process of him kind of pulling away, Vince McMahon took back creative of NXT, turned it into this. I don't. Even, I don't want to call it futuristic looking thing because it wasn't. It looked Whoa. like Wrestling Challenge from nineteen ninety two. That's awful. And you know, uh, the the logo instead of being black and gold you know, and it's and now like a a paint a paint splatter. Like a tie dye. And it, but yeah. yeah, and. It's a lot of the hokey shit you see on Monday and Friday night. Now we're seeing Triple H is now in charge of everything, and there's a lot of people who seem to think we're going to see, not just with NXT, but with the other rosters as well, some major changes. I'm ready for it. Now, you can't turn a boat 90 degrees. No. It takes time. We've already seen some things. Yes, now, in the last week and a half, almost two weeks now, we've had some some real shit happen in wrestling. We really have. We had Triple H taking over, we've had SummerSlam, Yep. we had Ring of Honor do a pay-per-view. A good one. A good one. Ring of Honor, as we now know, is owned by Tony Khan. The CEO and creator of AEW. We also had the biggest independent card in the last few years. since Really, since All Out. Since All Out. Yeah. Which was promoted by Conrad Thompson. And this was Ric Flair's last match. Uh, That was Sunday night. So we're going to get into it. We're going to start with Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor uh, had... And again, Ring of Honor is gonna being is run by Tony Khan, being run separate of AEW. Yes. Uh, just so people understand, Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor from Sinclair Broadcasting. You may have heard of Sinclair if you're a sports fan because they own Ballet Sports. So if you're a Royals fan, you'll just watch Ballet Sports. That's who owns that. They owned Ring of Honor Wrestling. They sold it to, to uh, almost to Triple H. They sold it to to Tony Khan, who really bought it for two reasons. One, so he could run these quarterly pay-per-views. Try to get TV. It's really going to be online. It's yeah. going to be on an app somewhere at some point. Mm-hmm. But really, he did it to buy the video library. Yes, he did. Which I suspect at some point soon we will see. That go online probably onto the Warner Brothers Discovery thing yeah. sooner than later. Yes, that'll probably be happening. Well, but, well, Peacock is WWE. Yes, which is a yeah, it's an online platform yeah. just like that. So Ring of Honor has does not have a TV show. They mm. ran a pay per view two three months ago. Yes, they ran a second one. Their Death Before Dishonor, the last one, which was WrestleMania weekend. Yep. It was already on the books. Sinclair had already set that up. Yes. When Tony Khan bought the company, mm-hmm. he bought the rights to that. Could have elected to not have it, but did it. Decided to have it, yes. And they actually made a little money. They did. They go into a small place up there. They were lucky. WrestleMania weekend, they went into a small place in Fort Worth, Texas, mm-hmm. sold the place out. Yep. We weren't so lucky in Lowell, Massachusetts. Oh, God. Outside of Boston. We went into an arena of about 10,000 people. They sold about 3,000 tickets. Yeah, that was a good choice. And But we got out, we had a pay per view. Yep. And we're going to get, I'm going to skip all the pre show stuff because I don't know who a lot of these folks are. I really don't care. The, the biggest things were the three hour pay per view. And it started out with the Ring of Honor World title match, which was. The current Ring of Honor World Champion, Jonathan Gresham, who I had never seen wrestle. I had only seen pictures and clips of him, uh, was wrestling Claudio Castagnoli. If you don't know, he's the old Cesaro from uh, WWE. He's come back into AEW. We did find out after the fact, this was originally where Claudio Castagnoli was going to come back. Yes, He, he was, was not going to be at Forbidden door AEW. It was yep. going to be here, but Daniel Bri- or Brian Danielson's injury caused for Claudio to come back early. Yep. Claudio Castagnoli is the new Ring of Honor champion. Yep. His first ever world championship. Which is crazy to think about that. In Ring of Honor, uh, Tony Khan did say afterwards that he's going to try to run Ring of Honor. Again, eventually has some kind of content somewhere, pay-per-views quarterly. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be like a real world title. I'm here for it. So Claudio Castagnoli beats Jonathan Gresham. I did not realize how tall Jonathan Gresham is. <laughs> Jonathan Gresham is five foot four. Yup. Yup. So I went back and watched some of this match. He can't see over the ropes. No, he can't. He's only about an inch or two taller than the actual yep. kind of rope. It didn't look good. No. He can do all the moves, mm-hmm. and he's athletic as hell. Five four. But he's five foot four. I'm taller than him. And I was saying something. <laughs> and I um it, it, he he looked, I saw the beginning of it. Usually he wears some kind of mask and some garb and some stuff and he comes out. Yep. None of that. No. Pretty clear that he was not happy about what was about to happen. No. Nope. He wrestles the match, Claudio wins the match. My understanding with gotten out there in the media now is after the match. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jonathan Gresham went to Tony Khan and basically MF'd him up and down. Gave him a piece of his mind. G- and, you know, cussed him out and said, I don't understand why I don't have a contract, yada, yada, and yeah. everything else. He wanted to be released. Claims that he's a big deal because he's in the top 25 of the pro wrestling. The PWI yep. top five hundred, which is a work list. I mean come oh, absolutely. On. I mean that's just that's just Dave Meltzer and his people and Bill Alpter saying here's who we like. Yeah. And that's just you know, they, they, they choose who they want to sell the magazine. Absolutely. So we have that. And then now we got Jonathan Gresham is gonna complain. We did see Jonathan Gresham at the Ric Flair pay per view. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, this was not a great match. Gresham, I mean, it was okay, but there's just you could you see an adult grown ass man in Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah. And you see what looks like a little boy. Yeah. I mean a jacked little boy. I mean he jacked little. Oh, I mean John yeah. Gresham's jacked to the gills, but he's he's five foot four. I mean, what's he really gonna do? I mean, yeah. you, you're not gonna look, I mean, I'm not six five, so I'm not playing left tackle in the NFL. Yeah. I'm not seven foot. I can't play center in the, in the NBA or even in college. Yeah. At five foot four, he should not be trying to main event and be the Ring of Honor World Champion. No. I don't. That just says too many. It gives a bad impression of who your champion is. It does. Yes. And your champion has to be someone who looks the part. Mm-hmm. So. And Claudia does. Yeah. yeah. It, absolutely. Um. Uh, Ring of Honor has a six-man title match. What the fuck does they have a well, six-man AEW's hey, doing it now. Yeah, and we'll talk about that later. I know whether... You know... We both know why they're doing that. Uh, I wonder. Yeah. Uh. So, new Ring of Honor World Six-Man Champions, Dalton Castle in the woods. I like Dalton Castle. I like Dalton Ramon. Castle a lot. They beat uh, The Righteous, which is... Bateman Dutch, invented on I don't know who these people are. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I know there's Dalton Castle. I skipped this. I have seen Dalton Castle a couple times. I think he could be a star. Uh, I do like that. Um, but I hope we don't see those titles on AEW anytime soon. We're we won't seen, see those. No, we'll see the trios titles. Coming. Yeah, great. Then you have the Ring of Honor pure title. Here's this is where we have to get a little wonky because we've got AEW guys in this match because... Wheeler Yuda the, from the Blackpool Combat Club is, he, is the, the Ring of Ring Honor of, Pure Champion. Good for him. He faces Daniel Garcia. Uh, Yuda wins the match. Um, it went back and forth. The crowd goes, "This is wrestling. This is wrestling. Whatever." Um, it's just a normal hmm. AEW Dynamite match. It looks, yeah, it looks like a Dynamite match. And here's my thing. What? Is Daniel Garcia supposed to be the next coming to the Rock or something? I don't know. He just beat Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson on Dynamite last week. Yeah, I know. after this. Yeah. I mean, what kind of shit is that? Daniel Garcia has been in more main events on AEW this year than any part. I know. Dynamite. Yeah. And he loses the match to Wheeler Yuta. I'm not even a big Wheeler Yuta guy. I, I like Yuta. You. you do? I like Yuta. Tell me why you like Yuta. Man, look. The man stash on point. Him in the ring has gotten better every single time he's in the ring. Because he has an on-point stash. His man stash it. Nice with it. Lord have mercy. This is what I have to deal with at home, folks. <laughs> no, I've said it before. Sorry. I'll say it again. There's no way, no way you are a product of my life. Too bad. <laughs> So, we're going to skip another match here. we go got Wheeler Yuta wins the match, retains the title. They're not going to let him lose anytime soon. Nope. Uh, we're going to skip the next match. We get to the women's title. Now, I have been someone who's been very, um, how do you want to say? Well, I've just pissed all over the AEW women's division. You have. I like Dr. Brett Baker. hmm I like Serena Deeb, who was in this match. I like yep. Mercedes Martinez, who's the, the modern women's champ. Yep. And I like Thunder Rose. That's about it. I like either of the girls they Ember Moon, Athena. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. I, I have I have not, I still reserve judgment on that. Fair enough. And we have a good match. Mercedes Martinez Serenity mm-hmm. was a really good match. Mm-hmm. In the end, Mercedes Martinez wins the match. It's a great women's wrestling match. It was a great wrestling match. And I. The other thing about this is the announcers. The difference between Ring of Honor's announcers, Caprice Coleman and Ian Riccoboni, are just so much better than AEW's. It's announcers. not even close. Oh God, I. Not even Excalibur close. Excalibur, drag. I. I'm so glad we didn't have Excalibur calling this match or the match before with Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta because we oh got to hear him throw out the name of some. Um, you know, rare Japanese move that no one understands what he's saying. No. I hate that dude. And then you got Tony Schiavone, who, let's be honest, Tony Schiavone was not a good announcer 20 years ago in WCW. He was just the last guy there. And they made him the everyday guy. But he wasn't particularly good. He's not good now. Jim Ross is phoning that shit in. Yes, yes he is. Yeah, I horrible horrible stuff. I like Serena Deep. I do too. If I could choose anybody, I think I would choose her. I like her best. I do too. I love all of them. Um, I do like Mercedes Martinez, and I think Thunder Rose is a star. I do too. Over in AEW, yeah. But, uh, you're still your Ring of Honor Ladies Champion, Mercedes Martinez, which means she'll travel the world doing Indies with the with the with the belt. The belt. Then we got the Ring of Honor World Title Match. We've been building up to this on AEW. This is the one thing they actually built up well. Yes, on AEW. They used AEW to build this match. Oh, this is beautiful. Samoa Joe, the Ring of Honor World TV Champion who won it at the last pay-per-view. Yep. Um, has not been on television. He's injured. No. No. He's been in California filming a TV show. Yeah, they haven't said why he hasn't been on. He's oh. been in California. He's been in LA filming filming a TV show for last last two months. That's why he wasn't coming on. Oh, good for this. him. So he's doing this. Jay Lethal's been on with Sanjay Dutt, who's really really good. Yeah, I like I Sanjay really Dutt good. as Jay Lethal's manager is a really good idea. It is, and then you got Satnam Singh, who's this big seven foot Indian. He's AEW's Greg he great colleague. Really well put. Uh, an AEW version of the great. We saw him, Russ. Oh, God. And was, he wasn't great. He was better than great colleague. Yes. But he's going to kill somebody. But he's that guy that AEW is going to use when they have international rights to get them for when they want to do stuff in India. Yes. Set saying it's a local kind of thing. Yep. That kind of thing. Big, rough, tough match. These guys really get after one another. They have chemistry on the roof. They do. They've wrestled a thousand times. Samoa Joe wins the match. Um, you know, and then they got a bunch of hokey pokey stuff at the end. You have Saddam Singh gets involved. Sanjay Dutt gets involved. But in the end, Joe is Joe and he's awesome. Mm-hmm. He, Smojo Joe is one of my favorite people in all of wrestling. And was so glad he won the match. Yep. Hopefully, we'll see him on W on AEW Dynamite. He'll if they do have a Ring of Honor show at some point. I would imagine a lot of it's going to be around him. I do, I do too. Especially as a TV champion. Yeah. Then we come to the main event. Now, I'm glad this went on last. It's had to be, it's had this had to be the main event. So, you know, usually your champion, world champion, goes on last. I get that. This match. If it wasn't the main event, you messed up. Yeah. Now we didn't get it's two out of three falls. Yep. It's the Briscoes versus the F T R who are the champions currently of Ring of Honor, Triple A, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Leave anybody else out? Nope, that's it. Three belts. At some point they will be AEW's champion. Eventually, yes. Yeah. Um Again, that's more that backstage stuff is more is more fun than what's on TV. No, sometimes. I know, right? Yeah. Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood against Jay and Mark Briscoe. Now, these two teams had a great match. I think it's a match. At the last pay-per-view, the WrestleMania weekend. And I will say that was match of the year. I think it's the best match I've seen all year. Yes. This one was just as good. It was. And I think Dax Harwood's the best wrestler in the world. Yes, he is. Absolutely is. And if Dax Harwood was six foot two. He'd be someone's world champion. Yes, absolutely. He'd be WWE's champion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a great match. Briscoes get the first uh, fall. As they should. (laughs) Then the second fall goes to Cash and Dax with the big rig. Yep. Then they do the third fall. we got a whole great story being told. Cash is hurt. He can't get back in. At one point... They actually get the big rig on Mark Briscoe. Briscoe kicks out. Which is unheard of. Nobody kicks out of the big rig. He did. Um, Great match. Went back and forth. The last bit of it is Jay Briscoe and Dax up on the top rope. It looks like a spot he's going to be. Is it going to be a superplex? No. Is it going to... It looked like Jay is selling... It. They're not helping each other. They're, yeah. It looks like Jay is going to push him off. He doesn't. And it's a pile driver off the second round. And that was impressive. That wins the match. It was old school. It was a... They threw everything they had at the Briscoes. Yeah. And they and they beat the Briscoes. Because these two are both old school tag yeah. teams. Now, the, 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 the come up to this... Was not done well, and there's a reason for that. The Briscoes cannot be on AEW's TV show, no, because someone at the TBS TNT network has told Tony Khan they don't want the Briscoes on AEW God. programming, and it goes back to Jay Briscoe. I believe it was. I don't want to say. I think it was Jay Briscoe had a homophobic tweet. About 10 years ago. That was Jay, And he has since apologized. He has talked at numerous times. In yes. numerous places about how it was ignorance. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, I'm sorry I did this. It was, I was ignorant and I'd evolved. Yes. But unfortunately, in a world where we can now Google somebody. Yeah. That's the first thing you see sometimes. No, I will say... FTR did a good job building up on dynamite and Rampage. Yeah. And they did a couple of things on YouTube, but I'm a I'm not a big believer of that because it's not something you see unless you go out of your way exactly. to look for it. I didn't even watch it. Didn't yeah, YouTube and so. that's why like I don't watch like the elevation in the dark and no, all stuff for AEW. I don't believe in any of it. No. I got if I gotta go out of my way to find it. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. But uh a great, great match, Re- ends up being a really good pay-per-view, almost an hour Yeah. for the main event. And it was right to put that out there as As the main main event. event. The main event being the tag team, you would have never seen that in WWE, not in 100 years. No. Not now. (laughs) No. And it's funny because now we're going to see, I think with the Triple H thing, we've already heard a couple of whispers. People who have said... If I'd known Triple H was going to be in charge of not the left, I know. Yeah, you know who that was. So there was a rumor that right? well, Triple H was going to. Dakota Kai came back. Yeah, we, we're going to talk I about that. There's some percent stuff God. here, but uh, there was a report. Dave Meltzer and one of the other big websites says they quoted an current roster AEW member who says, "Had I known Triple H was going to be in charge soon, I wouldn't have left last year." And then it comes out, Tony Khan says, after Death Before Dishonor and in another interview on Busted Open Radio, he says, well, Adam Cole and Malachi Black are both signed to five-year contracts. It's really clear that it was Adam Cole. Oh, absolutely it was. Adam Cole didn't want to leave. No, he didn't want to leave. He, he knew what the main roster idea of his big man had for him. Yeah. And, and the idea him. was that he was going to be the manager. Oh, my God. Uh, Triple H would have brought him up and made him a big player. Absolutely. Because I think he looks, Mike, like he looks at him and thinks of Shawn Michaels. He does, because he is. But he's a wee little guy. I know, unfortunately. I'm not a big fan of Adam Cole. Of Adam. I know I'm not know. a fan of Adam Cole what he's done in AEW so far. I know. And he's a midget. I tried to do this. I don't in NXT. Yeah. Oh, it was good. So, we get into that. Now, uh, Ring of Honor passes. AEW has dynamite. I'm not going to review all of dynamite. I didn't think it was very good I at know, all. I didn't watch it. And um, they really didn't get things moving forward. <laughs> uh, a lot of their stars weren't there. and We'll see how it goes moving forward. But, mm-hmm. um, instead, we've got the first... So, the first show Triple H has... It's SmackDown and it was Raw. Not a lot of changes. You, it no. looked like they were pretty locked in on the content that was laid out. Yes. And then comes SummerSlam. Mm. The second biggest show of the year for WWE. Man. On Peacock. And... I don't know how to feel. This has Triple H's fingerprints all over it. Yes. There was a lot of this that was changed. Thank you. God. So we're going to get into to SummerSlam real quick here. Uh, this starts out, biggest. Uh, you have first match, Bianca Belair defends her championship. I'm not going to... It's the it's wrong it's Raw Women's Championship. Yes. Two titles are messed I know. Against Becky Lynch. She wins the match. As she should have. And at the end of the match... It was a good match. It was. It was a yes. really good match. The end of the match... Bailey is back. Oh, finally. I like Lisa Bailey. Finally. Bailey's one of my favorites. Finally. And so she She had ACL e. tear out for a year. Mm-hmm. She comes out, but she didn't come out alone. She comes out with Dakota Kai, who was released. Who was released a month ago. Yep. And Eo Shirai, who's now Eo Sky. Which I don't yeah. mind that name change. Oh, yeah, it's close enough. Close enough. And they get up in Bianca Belair's face. Becky Lynch did steps and mm-hmm. is going to help Bianca Belair. The heels walk out. The heels decide so to leave. We've got the two, the three ladies come back. Obviously, this is Triple H's thing. Thank now, we did yeah. see Monday. It was now yesterday as we're yep. doing this. Becky Lynch will be out for a certain period of time. Yes. She separated her shoulder. Yes. And looks like they've now put... Asuka in her place. Yes. In that and possibly um of bliss. Alexa Bliss. So we're gonna see some three-on-three stuff now. I'm cool with that. Which that's a triple H thing. That's a triple H thing. So he he did a great job of there telling the story in there. The next is what I thought was the best match of the night, and I'm gonna get grief for this. <laughs> I would have never thought this would be... If you told me give no. me a list of all the matches oh, like, heck. which one's the match tonight, I would not have picked this. I never would have. The Miz... Against Logan against Paul. Against Logan Paul. And Logan Paul impressed me. Who won the match? Logan Paul. Wow. You figured that was going to happen. You figured that was going to happen. I, I didn't figured, think oh, so. Oh, I thought I thought, for sure. I thought the Miz wins oh, I I mean, I was going win. Oh, scary. I really no did. way Logan Paul wasn't going to win. Man. But, Logan Paul... Wow. Was just a wow in the ring. He was. Logan Paul, I and mean, then earlier in the year they had Bad Bunny. Yeah. These guys come into the WWE. They go and they get some training. Mm-hmm. And they're better than half the guys in AEW. They're better than all of the young Bucks in Omega oh, cause, and Omega in that whole crew. Look who trains them. The Miz. AJ Styles. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. I, Look who trades I'll you. take Logan Paul right now over Kenny Omega. Well, yeah, Omega's injured, yeah. No, 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 no. A hundred percent. You give me Kenny Omega at a hundred percent, I'll take Logan Paul. Oh, wow. Because who's watching Kenny Omega? Literally everybody in the world right now? No, no, yes. no. He sells tickets to a very small group of people. Who like that Japanese bullshit that he and the young bucks do? They do a bunch of flip flops. They don't ever. They don't. They don't land shit. Got punches that can't break wind. A super kick from the young bucks. You kick me with two of those super kicks, and I will stand there and take them all day long. No, no. Fuck those guys. Kenny Omega is the most overrated wrestler I've ever seen. No. Yes. No. Maybe next to the Young Bucks. They're most certainly no. the most overrated tag have seen. Horrible. No one was a Goldberg. Nobody. No one ever said Goldberg was a good wrestler. That's a good point. True. Well, let's get back to Logan Paul and The Miz. This is a good match. This is a good match. It was. They kept it in the ring mostly. They did have the one spot where Logan Paul Jump. jumps out. And oh. the things that to do with That's a as hell. And it <laughs> jumped a long way. I mean, it, it looks good. It looked good. He looked great. Um, Logan Paul looks the part. He does. And he has a like, charisma, too. Yeah. So, so I thought, it was, I thought it was the best match tonight. i it's up there. Yeah. It's up there for me. So now. They do some shit for the maximum male models. Please, God, let them get that L.A. Knight out of there. And go ahead and do something save else. save him. Triple H, H please him. help us. I'll, I got money if you need Triple H. I'll help you on that. Save him from that crap. Then we get Lashley against there. A match I, I'm tired of it. Thank God it's done. This is the whole problem with WWE the last couple of years. But we got to see the same match ten times. We're going to see another one here in a little bit. Oh I know, yeah. I know. Bobby Lashley is money. He is. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's two ways they should book Bobby Lashley, one or the other, and go with it, and go with it now. Either Bobby Lashley is the guy who beats Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. or Bobby Lashley stays United States champion, and the Hurt Business gets put back together, because that shit was the best it thing was. In the It was. Him and MVP and Shelton Benjamin. And Senator Gallagher. The Alexander. best thing in wrestling. It was so good. Yeah. But Vince didn't like it. And if Vince don't like it, they couldn't keep doing it. I know. It. Bring it back, please. Bobby Lashley's money. He is. He's he been money for years. And he he's... And I like theory.
1: First
0: off, to... and you make him Austin Theory again. Yeah, please. And... Please. Let's get some motherfuckers' first names back. Can you bring Matt Riddle back, please? Yeah. So Austin Theory, I think, can be great. Oh, he's... I like him. And, and this match, Lashley wins the match. He had to go this way. Theory taps out to the Hurt Lock because they're still teasing that Theory really wasn't trying because he has the money in the yeah. bank. He's going to see what happens later tonight yeah. at the end. Yep. Which is the best way to go on I mean. that. Absolutely. It's sort of like, okay, we'll throw this match away for this reason. Why Why and a mid-card belt yeah. before we money in the bank? Yeah. Um, but, again, that's the way I'm pushing last week on that. Yes. I a- in theory, he's in the title pictures. So he is. As long as he has the briefcase. Yes, indeed. So, then we get a feud that won't go away. I need it to go away. I'm tired of it. Rey Mysterio, his son Dominic, versus the, what do they call him? The, the Judgment, Judgment Day, Day. Which is Finn Balor, Damian Priest. This has got shit written all over it. We have the return of Edge, who helps the Mysterios win. that back with the short hair. I'm the short to... hair. I like it. I, I've never been an Edge guy. I know a really? lot of people in your generation like him. I'm I like Edge. I think mean, he's okay. Not my type. Not my cup of tea. But it is what it is. Um, this was a waste. Yeah. Dominic Mysterio is a waste. Unfortunately. Rey Mysterio is a waste at this point. Yeah. Rey Mysterio is a guy that should be your surprise third guy in a six-man tag match. Absolutely. Bring him back three or four times a year. Get the big pop. Have some fun with. He's back because he's trying to help his son. I get that. Believe well, yeah. me, I get that. I got you on my podcast right now. <laughs> but Dominic Mysterio is not good. No. Dominic Mysterio should either go to NXT or release him, let him go to AAA or CCML, and just let him learn how to be a wrestler mm-hmm. and let him learn to be a wrestler, not Rey Mysterio's son. I agree. I agree 100%. He's got a little bit of size, especially compared to his dad. Yeah, he has no charisma. At all. No, he doesn't. That's why I think if he goes down south to Mexico, mm-hmm. he puts the mask on. Yeah, and he's Rey Mysterio Jr. or Rey Mysterio Third Yeah, you know that makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. um, to me, and that's just who I am and what I'm thinking. Poor at Ripley. Yeah, the other piece of this is. Why does every Rey Mysterio thing have to be an ode to Eddie Guerrero? I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Does he not have his own personality? He's got his own move set. Why does every match have to have an ode to Eddie? I love Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. I'm a oh. fan of Eddie Guerrero. But there's no reason that no. he should have to every match. No. Has to have a sure. you know the the shake like the Eddie Guerrero shake and yeah. stuff like that. No. Just, let it be him. You know, especially when you're celebrating 20 years of Rey Mysterio in exactly. WWE. Yep. You know, I thought they did something right where he kind of gives the nod to, to Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. In relationship. Because without Eddie Guerrero and his eventual Rey death, would not Rey does not become the, a, a world, world champion. champion. No, at all. But I think that it's... Rey Mysterio is... Sort of the kids champion. He is, in a way, Hulk Hogan. Yes. In a... Not in, like, the full-on, you know, the cross-the-board appeal. But he appealed to children. He appealed to women. He, Especially children love Rey Mysterio. Yes. And let him be Rey Mysterio. We yeah. Don't, it doesn't have to be somebody else. No. It not have to have an ode to someone every time he wrestles. No. How big that gets old. It does. So... Um, Mysterio's winning the match you have the piece with Edge come in in the middle and yeah, a little bit of bullshit in there but again this is what Triple H is doing he's trying to make a little bit of chicken salad out of chicken shit on some of this stuff And mm-hmm. I thought this was a lot better card a couple things left Pat McAfee against Happy Corbin we're, we're now referring to him as Baron Von Corbin I think Baron Corbin should be repackaged as a German, <laughs> with Baron von Raschke as his mentor, and he should do the Claw, because otherwise he's worthless. He is just a time suck. I don't care that he's from Kansas City. I don't care he's a local guy. He's a big, tall, goofy-looking. Uh, I just don't like him at all, and I don't think he's. And it's not that I don't like him because of his personality. It's his lack yeah. of personality. Jumping him around to five fucking gimmicks. That's true. I mean all this. This is another thing where WWE gets it better than AEW does. Celebrities. Man, they put Logan Paul Paul McAfee and Pat McAfee in matches. And they both killed it. Pat McAfee was a better wrestler (laughs) than than (laughs) Baron Mod Corbin. Golly. You call him Happy Corbin, I'm calling him Baron Martin. I'm calling him Happy Corbin. I don't care. Pat McAfee was great in this match. As he always is. And I'll tell you what I liked about it. The other thing you can tell is kind of Triple H is Mm-hmm. Boy, you could tell that Michael Cole's not being overproduced. He's for, not. For, for, for people who don't know, Michael Cole's the announcer, and he's got the headset on, and a lot of times it's been said over the last like, 25, 30 years, Vince McMahon is constantly telling them what to say, mm-hmm. how to say it, and that's hard to do. This, this was Michael. This was my favorite Michael Cole and commentary. He was really good in that he just laid back. I'm sorry, yeah. I said it again. This was my favorite Michael Cole performance in five, ten years, easily. Just in this match alone. And, and there's something to that. You know, Michael Cole does not get on Twitter much. He has a Twitter account. Does he this? did a comment a couple weeks ago that he was celebrating, I think it was his 20th year. It was 25 years. 25 years. And he said that, basically, Pat McAfee, who they call games together on Friday night. Yep. They were... that He's kind of... McAfee's kind of recharged. Yeah. And, and Michael can, Cole. And you can tell. You can. And you, 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 can, see, you can tell one man of main event, too. Yeah. And, and he was a lot better. McAfee was great. Michael Cole really added to the excitement. Yes. When I would argue that over the last few years, the last couple of years especially... The way they produce him, it takes away from it. Now, it's, now he's yeah. adding on more. Yeah. And it's amazing. I will say you know who I don't like on any not don't, You don't like Corey Graves? I don't like Corey Graves at all. You don't? They're clearly building to Corey Graves. Oh, versus, yes. Uh, versus Matt uh, Mania. Oh, versus absolutely. Ma- uh, McAfee. Oh, absolutely. Flipping Um I'm here for it. I'll <laughs> say you. That's what I'll say about Corey Graves. Corey Graves would be an incredible host. All the stuff you do off of, on TV, behind the scenes, or in front of the camera when you got the charity stuff, and you know, or doing the podcasts, mm-hmm. doing the interviews. I think Corey Graves is a great at that. Stage. He is, but Corey Graves does not put anybody over, except his wife. He's putting himself over. Yeah, and that's my problem with Corey Graves. Yeah. In if he would spend as much time putting the people in the actual match over as he does on himself, they'd come out better too. Yes, and I, I don't think he's very good. I don't think anybody on that Monday Night team is good. I like Jimmy Smith. That's it. Yeah, I. I that's really it. Plenty of other people they could use there. Yeah, I know. Um, after that, they go. They have a little Drew McIntyre thing. He comes out with the big sword because yeah, 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 he beat Sheamus. On SmackDown, Smackdown, the next big pay-per-view, the Clash at the Castle over in Scotland is going to be Drew McIntyre versus the winner of the The championship match, the main event. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Next match, we've got the Usos and the Street Profits for the 419th time. This is my match of the night. I'm done with these two teams. If this was the last match, which I hope it is... It was a hell of a last match. All right. Now, I like both these teams. Yes. I don't disagree with you. I think Jimmy and Jey Uso are great. I think they're the third best tag team in the world. I think they're second behind FTR. I think the FTR is the best. I think the Briscoes are better. I'll take take Uso's Uso's over Briscoes. The Briscoes. But... But it's close. I mean, you, close. They're, yeah. they're, they're all great. They're all three And I down. think that the, um, the Street Profits, Profits are, are really good. AEW wishes their Street Profit ripoff. What do they call Private, private party, party? Was anywhere near as good as these two guys. Montez yeah. Ford is more charisma than all part of private party combined. Yeah. This was, to me, was this the last big match with the Street Profits? I think so. I really do. I, I, we saw that. Monday I hope night, it Manchester is. Montez Ford a singles match. I didn't watch it all Outs Lands. So. Um, it looks like they're moving toward Montez Ford on his own at some point. Give him a mid-car belt first. Yeah, I think the way to do it, and I hope they don't do the lazy booking of um which is the other one? Angelo Dawkins turns on Montez Ford, you, making Montez see, Ford the You said that. I think they're gonna do that. I think it's a mistake. I think they should. I think it's I think it's lazy creative. In a way, yes. Here's the thing, you and you can sell Dawkins as a heel. He's a big guy. You can him as a heel on SmackDown. Not wrong. Well, the way I would do it is I would move Dawkins to SmackDown. Yeah, get to the draft. They're gonna um, have a draft sometime. Yep. When they do that, move split him up then, and when you split him up, you have them a hug, mm-hmm. and you say, "Man, yeah, good luck, good luck," and you have. Dawkins say, "It's your time." The same way the New Day did with Biggie. Did with Biggie. Yep. He said, "It's your time." Mm-hmm. It's lazy booking to split them by making. Yeah. It should. He just becomes Angelo Dawkins. Just becomes a mid card heel. That's what he is. But give him a chance to be something. I like Dawkins. He can't. No. Give him a chance. I like. Get him a smackdown. See who he clicks with as an individual. Montez Ford has got everything oh he needs to be a, a top guy. He do, absolutely. Athleticism, charisma. He, you, when you see him on TV, your eyes go to him. Yes. That, that's how you If you want to know who a, who a wrestler is charismatic, when you watch them, do your eyes go to them? Mm-hmm. That's why Kenny Omega sucks. Because if you put Kenny Omega in a match with hardly anybody else, your eyes don't go to Kenny Omega. They more likely go to his opponent. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a gift in putting people over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's not what Kenny Omega's trying to do. Oh, hell oh. It's oh. the same thing with Young Bucks. You don't watch the Young Bucks and think, oh, man, these guys. People will say, well, you're so good. They do all these flippy floppy moves. And look, they're much fucking, like, you know. Two kids who were homeschooled, who never had any friends, and they learned gymnastics, and they bounced around on their trampoline. And they watched the Hardy Boys try to roast. And they <laughs> tried to be the Hardy Boys. Yep. And they are Hartley Boys. Hartley. <laughs> as Jim Cornette likes to say. Indeed, indeed. And, but let's get back to this. Yeah. Uh, the Street Profits and the Usos. So this was a really good match. They let them, let them have some time. They did. what they needed. And I thought that it was the right way... The Usos to go over, they win the match, no chicanery and winning mm-hmm. it. And in the end, the street profits are in the ring and they're looking at it going, God, we can't beat these guys. Right now, nobody can. And, and that sells, that's what I like about those two guys. Mm-hmm. Is that they sat there and you see them and they go, and the look on their faces, they've got our number. Mm-hmm. And that tells me there's more put into the thought. Yeah. It's not okay. Well, now the next pay per view we gotta rematch. Please God, they're no. not. They better not. They're not gonna have another match. No, please. We're gonna. Usos are moving on to something else. I don't know. <laughs> and then you we'll go move the street profits onto something else. Yeah. So, good match, and something there. Yeah. Uh, he had a Kid Rock thing. I hate Kid Rock, so fuck him. If Maga was a real person, it would be Kid Rock. Um. And then we got Riddle comes out, dude. I don't like Riddle. I know you like Riddle. I like Riddle for different reasons. Everybody likes people who like him like and I understand what people like. He's just not, I'm not he's not my brand of vodka. Yeah. Okay? That's all. <laughs> That's just, it's just not my brand. You know? I'm a great goose motherfucker. I don't like Tito's. Right? You know, but it, some people like Tito's. That's just not my thing. But what I will say is he's charismatic. He's put some motherfucking shoes on. I know. Yeah. And they need to call it Matt Riddle yeah. They do. Please. Please. Yeah. They had Rollins come out because what? they were going to have the match between these two. What is he wearing? And Rollins is wearing it, an, a, a, a matador outfit without the jacket that looks like it was dipped in orange t- in tiger blood. I mean, the man, It looks like a melted creamsicle. Yeah, it was pretty awful. Oh, my God. Uh, it's just bad stuff. So, yeah, just... I'm, uh, and I'm beginning to like Seth Rollins. I like Seth They just got to have him do something. I move. Seth Rollins should be the guy that puts Montez Ford over first. Yeah, I think he will. I think he will. Then we get the other women's championship match, Liv Morgan against Ronda Rousey. I was wondering how they are going to pull this off. Oh, God. This match sucks. I like the ending, though. I do, too, but I hated the match. I mean, what are you good you got Liv Morgan trying to fight Ronda Rousey. That's true. But like, Ronda Rousey's been booked horribly by Vince McMahon. Oh, absolutely, freaking literally. I am of the opinion, and I'm pretty sure this is what Triple H is going to do. He's going to tell her, "You're not allowed to smile anymore." No. Vince clearly has told her, "I need you to go out there and smile." Oh, no, go because she's no. That is not go fashion heads. And the go. other thing I want to see is I want to see her get a man. Do I say it? It's not gonna be Paul Haynes I think it is. No, they're not gonna put Paul Henry. I think it is. He's Paul. busy. Who then? Who do you? Know I that? don't know, but you need someone to Please. so she doesn't talk. I think she doesn't is. talk. I don't want her to say nothing. I don't want her to talk. I want her to just be the bad bitch. Because well, what, what, what she is. And and someone else do the talking. Tell you. you know who I consider? Who would you consider? MVP. MVP. Nope. Can't. Sorry. Why not? Tell me why. You're pretty adamant on this. You know what? I love MVP. I do. You cannot have him on both shows. Can't. Why can't she be part of of the Hurt Business? She's white. So? No. The Hurt Business. No. Boy, you tell me you couldn't put Lashley, Ronda Rousey, and Shelton Benjamin into the hurt business with the way we do the Omasa. I ain't worried about Omas. He's MVP right now. Well, we gonna take care of that. <laughs> Omas moves on to something else, and you put MVP talking for those three. I mean, I don't... those are three. You got three legit shooters. That's true. Shelton Benjamin, a national champion. <laughs> you got Bobby Lashley, a... a legit MMA guy. Yup. Yeah. And Ronda Rousey's Ronda Rousey. I just, I just. It doesn't have to be about black and white. No. That's, and that's MVP can get that over. That's true. That's what i come I out just. Of. I, I knew that's where you were going. Yeah. It's not about black and white. That's what the Herbits was, though. No, no. The Herbits <laughs> was about three tough guys. Oh. But, in, but they all happen to be black. It's just like they've always done in WWE. It was, that's true. Unfortunately, Americans, yeah. Unfortunately. But if you put those people together, those easy. three, don't get that the six people. That's Don't true. even bring the Cedric Alexander back into no. it. Oh, just those three. That would be interesting. And give me MVP as they're talking Oh, God. Never that's, wrestles. That's a good one. Put him in the suits. Yeah. Put Ronda in a suit. Ooh. Yeah. Ah. I like it. I, I, I see this now. Okay. That's where I'm going with this. Okay. This could work. This could be huge. Because you're not going to have Roman Reigns on TV. He's not going to be on TV as much. That's why bring Heyman in. But, but no, you keep with Heymans with the Usos too. Move that to all of Raw. Because SmackDown, Fox wants Ronda Rousey. That's true. You bring Lashley over. He makes the U.S. Championship the big title. So you move Walter over to Roland. I move Walter over to Roland. Okay. People get to know who he is a little better over there. Yeah. I'm, can we please change this goddamn name back to Walter, please? Yeah. Yeah. Gunther. He's Walter. He's Walter. Walter this sounds tougher. It nice. does. We're going to get to that. So I like the way it ended. Liv wins the match when Ronda's got her in the armbar. Ref's counting one, two, three. The ref counts Rhonda down based upon Liv having her, having Rhonda's shoulders, shoulders on the mat yeah, and she, holding on just long enough where she's tapping. Right the after the The ref can't count. see it. No. But he's because he's counting Ronda's yeah. shoulders. It was done great. It was great timing. It was the same time. Yeah. That was done well. I guess, Rhonda gets up she's won the match because <laughs> she can feel the tap out. Yeah. It was the same time. The ref just didn't see it. So now you got her, and she's got a reason to be a bad guy. She's pissed now, yeah. She's got a reason to be a heel. Yeah. Yeah. You people keep fucking me over. You want a. MVP comes out where it says, you guys want her to smile and wave, and then you're going to fuck her over like this. All right, watch this. (laughs) Yeah. I got this. Yeah, I can see that now. Triple H. (laughs) Mayhat. Give me a call. oagks.com. Just hit the click, the contact us Triple H, and you can get a hold of my email address, <laughs> Coach Bo Show at Gmail.com. Triple H, ship me off an email. We'll make this work. I'm working from home though. All right. here we go. The main event. Oh the gosh. The biggest match of the weekend. or the biggest match in a long time. Oh my. God. Roman Reigns and Barack Lesnar again. Part ninety-seven. Now, this was supposed to be originally Randy Orton. He's hurt. He's injured. They bring back Brock. Cowboy Brock. No. He looks like he's having fun. He did though. We weren't sure about Brock. Yeah, Brock, after the lockdown, walked out at SummerSlam. That was obviously Paul Heyman saying, hey, you want an extra 100 grand. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Here's here's a way to get yourself an extra 100 grand. Yes. And that's what they did. Yeah. Um, So I'm not even going to gloss into all that. That's true. Um, But I think that this was. But I heard that. I heard after the fact that Michael Hayes booked this match. Oh, damn That's a surprise. That's a surprise. That's a I can, a can just see Michael Hayes now. I got that dude. I got <laughs> We're going to get a tractor. And Brock's going to take the tractor and go straight to the ring. And then he's going to lift that son of a bitch up. Now, first thing they did, Brock takes a tractor to, to the ring. Oh, my God. Climb puts the... The I don't know. The carrier. The carrier up. Climbs in it and stands in it for the introduction where he takes the mic and introduces himself. Which is phenomenal. And if you get a chance to see this, you'll see it's all over Twitter. Not only does he introduce himself, I'm the guy that's going to kick Roman, then he throws the mic. And Roman catches it. And Roman Reigns catches that like the baddest motherfucker ever. Just like it was nothing. Just caught it, and then I saw. And he gave it to Hayden. No, the best part, he catches it. If you hadn't seen it yet, I, someone got the other angle. He catches the mic and he winks it at Lester. <laughs> <laughs> and then he hands it to Heyman. Heyman That's does awesome. his thing. It was hilarious. That's awesome. This was a physical match. I didn't like the match overall. Now, can we talk about his opening though? He jumps. Oh off. yeah. Let's talk about that. You're okay, thank you for bringing that up. Because when you and I were watching this, I, I said we didn't notice it. This is what. AEW gets wrong, and it's what WWE gets right. Jeez, Brock is left. He's probably eight, eight to ten feet above the ring. Yeah, they're Roman's about three quarters away of the ring. Rome, he jumps off the tractor and jumps onto Roman Reigns. So they're in the ring still. Yes. Now we see so often. All these guys. CM Punk is hurt because of this. Yes. They run. They, they jump through the ropes, over the ropes. They go to the outside, and four guys are there to catch him. And they don't catch him. And they, sometimes they catch him, sometimes they don't. Brock Lesnar jumps on the Roman Reigns. And if you slow it down, motherfucker, you see that Brock could not have done this more perfectly. Mm-hmm. And, and in a hundred years, Roman could have done it better. He lives on his feet. Brock lands on his feet with his chest hitting Roman's chest. Roman takes the flat-back bump beautifully. This is what they teach you in wrestling school. And then Brock goes on top of him. Safe as you could ever do that bump. They they could do that bump a hundred more times. Every person in AEW, every person in NXT, every person on the WWE roster could watch that and say... Fuck, we can't do that. And it's not because Brock's a better athlete. It's because he knew how to land, and they took the bump safely. He's 285 pounds. They took that bump. When we saw it, I went, holy Holy shit. And I said, watch it. And we stopped it, and we rewound it twice. And I said, watch how he lands. That was the perfect bump. I didn't know this since they showed me. I was like, oh. He lands perfectly, and you couldn't even tell that he landed perfectly. His his chest touching Roman's chest. His feet land flat at the same time. Roman takes the bump. He falls on Roman in a safe way. catches himself. No one gets hurt. It looks like a career-ending bump. It looks like a huge bump to jumpstart the match, Mm -hmm. but everyone was safe. Yes. And that's what these young dudes can't do. No. It's why Kenny Omega had to have five fucking surgeries. That's true. It's why the Young Bucks are in bullshit matches doing flippy flops. It's why Randy Orton's hurt right now. It's why CM Punk is hurt right now. Yeah. It's why Brian Danielson's hurt in yeah It's why Chris Jericho's match looked like fucking three kids in the backyard playing. Yeah. Brock... Will never be Bret Hart. No. But that bump looked really good. Yeah, it did. And if you look when he's doing the F5, when he's doing these bumps, those guys are taking those bumps and they're they're safe. He's putting those guys down safely. Yeah, he is. It looks hard. It's but not you can see they mic the ring up. I mean, you see we saw the mic when he lifted the ring up. Yeah. So they get into the match. Mm-hmm. At one point Brock goes back out to the tractor. Takes the scoop, gets up under the ring, and pardon me, lifts the goddamn ring up. Roman falls out of that. Roman is on that side. He tumbles out the back. We get a bunch of hokey pokey bullshit. Uh, we get the Usos come out, and Theory comes out like he's gonna cash in, and in the And Bro- Brock hits him with the F five. He's not gonna do anything. But well, now we end up getting four on one. Rock does give the F5 to Heyman through the ass table, table uh, which was the second time they had that table today because he got bumped out earlier in the night. Yeah. Which match was that? The Logan Paul the Logan match. The Logan Paul match, yeah. And again, I don't like bumping out that table now when you've already done it once. Well, it made sense. No, gimmick. you don't have to. That's the thing. You don't have to. You've already done the gimmick once. Don't do it again. I think you're going to play Heyman then. You can run him into a damn corner. And let him cut his head or do something. You can gimmick that. He's Paul Heyman. It's like throwing the penguin into the fucking corner. There's no ring. Yeah, but I, the, the, the gimmick with the scoop picking up the ring was kind of BS. Yeah. It was a good view, but it was to take your eyes off of, we're going to do some hokey pokey bullshit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Had it not been for the, ling- the, the ring being lifted, And the visual of that for the rest of the match, everyone would have been pissed about the four-on-one and how Roman Reigns wins the match by stacking every piece of furniture at Ringside on top of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So Roman wins the match because the decorators, the The Usos come out, and theories come out. And they decided they're just going to stack every piece of furniture not bolted down on top of Brock. Mm -hmm. And he can't get out of it before the ten count. Mm -hmm. Roman wins. Um, It was an okay match. It was good enough to be the main event and get you by with some other stuff being really good earlier in the card. I mean, it, it showed you... How desperate Roman is to keep that belt? Yeah, but I I think if you think of it as an overall thing, it was, we've got to keep the belt on Roman. Brock's here just to fill in. How do we make Brock not look bad? No, He sold a good money. (laughs) He did not look human in that match, that's for sure. So, moving forward, we know we got Roman, who's going to be part-time. He's still the champ. Got Drew and McIntyre next. You got Drew McIntyre coming in the next month or two whenever they have that match over in over in Europe. Um And then we're gonna see some shuffling. Yes. We did see Monday Night Raw where Montez Ford was in the main event. I see I watched watch Raw. I Montez Ford was in the main event against um The Rollins? Maybe. Yes. Um Rush in the Disputed clips. ending, nothing major there. Okay. Yeah, um, they did a couple of three-way matches. To mm-hmm. win. They had those two winners, which were AJ Styles and Choppa. Okay. Uh, they ended up having a match, which Choppa won with Ooh. some help, to now be the number one contender for Bobby Lashley's title. Oh, okay. And then they had they opened up with Becky saying she's hurt, but she's got respect for Bianca. Okay, cool. Bianca comes out. They had the three ladies, yep. Billy and her crew, beat up Becky in the back. Oh, good. Basically, that's wrong. Cool. I'm going to have to get into it. Nice. So we'll see. I mean, this is going to take in. Like we said earlier, you can't just turn a boat 90 degrees. It'll take time. It'll take time. We've given Triple H some ideas. I'm sure he's got ideas. He has said in a couple of interviews now that he wants ideas from the writers. Yeah. I think we're going to see different kind of writing. I think we're going to see some different stuff. Um I hope the next thing we see is Kevin Dunn fired by the WWE. Or maybe he retires. What I did notice was that there was a lot less of the quick cuts. Everybody had wrong. Yeah. That shit made me dizzy during a couple of the matches. Yeah, I know it did. Especially the Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch match. Like, I almost threw up at one point. I thought I was going to have vertigo watching that. Golly. Like, it was like, oh my God, what is wrong? Yeah. So that happened. Um... Last thing I want to do, I want to talk about this. So we had SummerSlam weekends, always got a big deal. And then Conrad Thompson, who people know as the big podcast wrestling podcast man, the son-in-law of Ric Flair, puts out and promotes Ric Flair's last match. For love of God, please be your last match. 73 years old, Ric Flair. I've been training for a few months and has his last match. Now, famously, Ric Flair had a it was going to be his retirement match at WrestleMania 25, 24, 24 in Orlando against Shawn Michaels. Phenomenal match, great he match. Should have ended there. Should have He goes to TNA, he needed money. He wrestled <sighs> some matches there. He did some other stuff. Him and Hulk Hogan traveled and yep. do a tour in Australia together. Mm-hmm. He's done some other stuff. It's the same man who almost died four years ago because um, of a heart condition and some other stuff with his uh, intestines and some things he issues. They decided they to promote. This is the last match. Please be the last match. So they did it same weekend as SummerSlam, same city. Yep. Conrad Thompson is a genius. He's a marketing genius. Oh, yeah. You know, he has his podcast network with now, like a dozen podcasts. You get so many now. And they're not just wrestling now. They're no. adding more stuff. They got celebrities coming on these things. now. Sheesh. And he's got everything from his original one with Bruce Pritchard mm-hmm. and Jeff Jarrett now. He has Mankind, Mick, Foley. Mick Foley. Uh Kevin Nash has got one now. Oh, jeez. They're doing all sorts of stuff. He has what's called StarCast. They've done these before. They usually do them around AEW events. Yep. They decided to do it this time. They sold out. The original thing was they were going to have this... At the Nashville Fairgrounds. SummerSlam was in the stadium, Titan Stadium. Yep. Uh, Nissan Stadium. Yep. They sold out the tickets for Ric Flair's last match. They knew they had they could sell some more. They get it moved to the smaller arena. Mm-hmm. They sell some more tickets. And they put a card together. Ric Flair's last match is he and his son-in-law Andrade, who's married to his daughter Charlotte, uh, versus Jay Lethal. Jeff Jarrett. Uh, We had a card of Impact Wrestling, AEW, um, MLW, MLW, uh, New Japan, a couple of the indie guys. They had about a 10-12 match card. It was on paper. We bought it. I contributed $30 to, $35 to the Ric Flair Retirement Fund. We'll hit these matches real quick. Uh, only a couple of these I thought were very good at all. Motor City Machine Gun, it's Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, the old school guys from the TNA Impact oh. Days come back, fight the Wolves, uh, Eddie Dizzo. Edwards, and, and David Richards. David Richards. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns get the win. Good. good match. Good match. I mean, these guys are all past their prime. Yeah. And none of them ever really hit the big time. Eddie Edwards should have been a big time. Eddie should have somewhere. been. Yeah. He was the guy who should have been. Uh, decent match. Were gonna get, I, you know, if you get a five star Dave Meltzer, I should I'd give it three stars. It was a good match. Yeah. Told a good story. Um, Killer Cross, who was Damien Damien Cross, that was Carrying Cross. Karrion Cross in WWE. Yeah. He did Killer Cross everywhere else. Against Davey Boy Smith Jr. who was David Hart Smith, we've had other names. Yeah. He's Davey Boy Smith's British Bulldog's son. Yes. Good wrestler. Killer Cross. Oh, good. This guy's a star. I know. He's come back. I don't know. Vince McMahon put him in some demolition ripoff outfit and did some ball bullshit ball. with him. Killer Cross with Scarlett Budeau I, Budeau. I can't pronounce it. I think it's Budeau. Budeau. I don't, I don't know. She's hot I know. She's really... She's a very attractive yeah. woman. <laughs> that package is great. Killer Cross is great. Yeah, he yeah. should be in WWE and near the top of the card. I think he I think, I him. I don't know how long he signed for an MLW. It can't be for long. Oh the I don't know. he's an MLW right I now. I couldn't remember. When his contract was, he ain't staying there. No. No one's staying there. Then we had Jonathan Gresham, the uh the 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 the, the, the muscle bound toddler um that we saw earlier uh he ends up in a four-way match with Alan Angels who is Five from the Dark Order. Yes. Uh, Konosuke. This dude is a, take a shit out of me, but <laughs> ca- it's Takashita. I, I don't know who you not You watch the match. Dude's name is Take Shita. That's what I'm calling him. <laughs> and Nick Wayne, who is the 17-year-old son of a wrestling legend, Buddy Wayne. Okay. who You never heard of Southern Wrestling Legend. No. Nope. Uh there's a decent match. Gresham goes over. This was gonna get Gresham, a title shot at some title I never heard of. Uh was not one of the major champions. No, I wouldn't think so. And Gresham has since asked for his release from Ring of Honor. I'm sure it's been granted. Tony Khan doesn't want to deal with him, I don't think. No. I mean, why do you need a you know a muscle bound title? Then we had this was so they, this whole thing was under the auspices of Jim Crockett promotions. This is supposed yes. to be 1988. Yep. Jim Crockett, Mid Atlantic promotions. So yep. we get the Four Horsemen against the Rock and Roll Express. Yup. We get sixty-five-year-old Ricky Morton out there with his son, and Robert Gibson comes out with him, the old Rock and Roll Express, <laughs> against two members of the Four Horsemen. This is is Art Anderson got his son Brock Anderson, who looks just like his father. Yes, he does. And Brian Pillman Jr. Who looks. I like Brian Pillman Jr. I do too. Maybe a shade that... I know he's Brian Pillman's son. He kind of has his dad's hair cut Shame with it. the mullet. Get rid of the mullet. I agree. Get rid of the mullet. Be Brian Pillman Jr., but be a different Brian Pillman. Jr. Yeah. I wouldn't hate the idea of a new four horseman with Art Anderson as the manager. Those two and who? I don't know. We can get into that later. But will do no. um, I will say, I don't care to he's 65 years old. Ricky Morton's still looking rough. <laughs> Um, what I do wish though, if you're going to have Ricky Morton out there, um, I was never a big Rock and Roll Express fan. Okay. They were for the girls and the little guys. I was a Midnight Express guy. Still am, still a Jim Cornette guy it's to this day. Um, but Ricky Morton, no one sold like him. You believed he was going to die in every match. Like he made you think, he made the crowd think that whoever it was was wrestling was whooping his ass. <laughs> and he didn't do that in this match. This was kind of a showcase. And that's what this is about. Yeah. It's about showcasing the talent. Yeah. Uh, his son looks like he might be somebody someday. He's clearly young and, mm-hmm. and new to the business, as is Brock Anderson, Art uh, Anderson's son. Uh, the best one in this match was Brian Pillman Jr. Mm-hmm. Again, the right situation, I can see Brian Pillman Jr. being a, a good wrestler in the long haul. Mm-hmm. Brock Anderson will going to take a lot of time. Yeah, he will. Uh, his dad, his corner, hopefully that'll help him out. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. But uh, I got a kick out of seeing Ricky Morton at 65 years old still out there doing it. Because hey. it wasn't an embarrassment at 65. No, It wasn't. No, It was not an embarrassment. The next one we got is a A match. AAA from Mexico. We got Ray Phoenix, who's also in AEW. Yeah. Versus Bandito, Laredo Kid and Black Taurus. Phoenix wins the match in the Lucha Lead Ray match. Just not my brand of vodka. That's the only person I know. Kept it it moving. It wasn't a bad match. Again, just not my thing. Uh, Then the best match of the night happened. Josh Alexander, the Impact Champion. Versus Jacob Fatu from MLW. Jacob Fatu was the best wrestler on this car. Hunter, please get on the phone. Jacob Fatu is a star. Yes, he is. Uh, I know the reason he's not in WWE is that he has a criminal background. Yeah. He can't travel international. That's true. Until they get through all that. But that dude has it. Yes, he does. The two best wrestlers in this car were Jacob Fatu and Killer Cross. Yes. They are both. Big-time stars. When you watch the match, when you watch them on TV, your eyes can't go off them. Jacob Fatu is about 350. And he was doing handspring moonsaults. Handspring moonsaults. My man's coming off the back top rope and stuff. It's not like dangerous. It looks good. It's like this dude is solid. It looks really good. Jacob Fatu is what the Young Bucks try to be. Yeah. But he weighs as much as both of them combined. That's a very good point he does. Give me Jacob Fatu, man. Give me that dude. I really was impressed. That was the first time I had seen him not recorded. Not like, yeah. let me see five minutes of a match. No, yeah. Um, I had seen part of the match he had with uh, Hammerstone in MLW. Yeah. Alexander Hammerstone. Uh, that who was, makes start. To. That was a good match, too. I like Jacob Fatu. You knew that Josh Alexander was not going to lose the Impact title. And no. It was not an, an Impact pay-per-view. No, yeah. Josh Alexander wears the... What do they call the ear thing for wrestlers? The, the, the headgear? The headgear? He was called headgear? Yeah, we just call it headgear. Wrestling headgear. He has the wrestling headgear on like he's an amateur wrestler. Okay. And I think it takes away from his appearance. Well, it's from can, expect. I think Scott DeMortis would tell him to take that shit off. Well, I'm not going to. Jacob Fatu is a star... Alexander wins the match by disqualification. Uh, I can't oh, think of who all came uh, out. Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. Cardona. Yeah, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. And Brian Cardona. Myers, which is that's the old Curt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins, yeah, and, and, yeah. And and Matt Cardona, who is the the GCW hero. I can't we say GCW. We were Matt. We were. Matt Cardona is he has a great look. He, he would be, I think, someone. Why AEW didn't sign him is beyond me. Because. They were going to, and then Cody left. He's Cody's boy. He should be in AEW. I know he should. Matt Cardona draws more money than Kenny Omega. Yes, he does. Matt Cardona makes you not want to like him. No. And you look at it. you look at him on the screen and you say, Who do we like? Yeah. Who do your eyes not go away from? I was one of those guys. And then they both be done cutting by DDP. The yeah. Instead they're in GCW Game Changer Wrestling where they hit each other with fucking light tubes and, and Nick Gage and is their hero. Nick Gage with his fucking pizza cutter and all that shit. Right. Fuck those guys. <laughs> uh, we're here in the home stretch now for the Ric Flair's uh, pay-per-view here. Uh, with three last matches we've got the Von Ericks this is David Von Ericks kids his yes. boys uh, come over to face the Briscoes. The Von Ericks, I think if they didn't live in Hawaii, if they were here in the mainland the majority of the time, could probably be a good mid-card team somewhere. Mm-hmm. You got them in jeans. One wears cowboy boots. One wears nice. no, shoes, no shoes like the Von Ericks used to not wear shoes. Yep. So you got one kind of an ode to carry. one kind of like the rest, or Kevin. Kevin. I guess they're Kevin's kids. That's, I don't know. I get Kevin and Dave. The I one don't. is still alive. The one Von Eric is still alive. I believe it's Kevin Von. I don't is know. Is the one who is their son. I have no. Um, and we've seen the wrestling with Shadows. Yes. Not sure. the wrestlers. Uh, what's it called? The One of them Lights. Dark, side of the ring. Dark side of the ring. Dark side of the ring. They had to think about the Von Erics Yep. Yeah. And these are the two legacy kids. These are the last two. And and then the Briscoes. We know. And, and they had. They were fine. They were fine to yeah. participate in this match. Guess the Briscoes. The Briscoes go over. I like. The Briscoes. I know you do. Know. And they didn't get wild and crazy. They kept this match in the ring. It Thank was God. meant to be a showcase. They went about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. The Briscoes win the match, which you're supposed to have, mm-hmm. and I thought this was good. I yeah. think it was a chance for people to see the Briscoes if you'd never seen them before. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Tony Khan needs to go to bat for the Briscoes. He won't. And get them on AED. He won't. Way. You know why? Hmm. Because the Young Bucks aren't going to like it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Last match, we got a ladies' match in here. We got Jordan Grace, who she's the impact winner. Yes. Okay. So they call that, I think that's called the knockouts. Knockouts, yes. Knockouts here. It's Deanna Perrazzo, Rachel Ellering, three way match here. Jordan Grace. Is, is married to Jonathan Gresham. And John, married Jonathan Gresham. They're gonna have little bitty kids too. They're gonna to have kids, they're gonna be all muscled up, five foot three inch kids. Out the womb to wait. <laughs> yeah, out the out the womb come out just strong. Got Nick Nick just strong, got muscles coming <laughs> out the womb. Um this was okay. Uh Rachel from, Ellie did from, hurt early in the match. Yeah, Rachel and Twister little did it on her ankle. He finished yeah. the match. Uh that's Paul Ellery's daughter. Yes. Um uh, you can tell she's new. She's still learning. She yep. was in NXT for a little bit. She was for a bit, but they didn't. They didn't use her much. No, they're not. And she's still green. It gonna take some time. It's better if she's not there. Yes. Uh, Diana Perrazzo is probably the best of the three. Yes. She took the fall here. Um, it's okay match. Again, it's one of the one of those. It's ten. It's twelve minutes. It's still, let's see what these three girls can do. Absolutely. The young ladies were all fine. I didn't think it was a bad match at all. Yep. It's an average match. It's, a lot of this card is your average match. they just that, hey, here's Tyler, yeah. you don't see a whole hell of a lot I thought the best match was Fatu and Alexander. I think that's a pitch, too. And I think that Killer Cross was the best for wrestler I saw. I didn't watch the cross match. I was at work. And then you got the main event, Ric Flair and Andrade, oh. Jay Lethal and Jarrett...
1: Oh my uh, they god. They have
0: Lethal come out, they have Jarrett come out to some pop and circumstances new music and I liked new stuff. It. And he's playing the heel boy. He's playing the old school southern heel. I he he's great at that. He's phenomenal. And I mean he's throwing water on the fans, you know. This is the same guy that wrestled in Mexico and threw tortillas at the Mexican wrestling. <laughs> I mean, he's old school heat. That's what Jeff Jarrett does. Yep. And he was the perfect foil for flair for this match. Yes, he was. Andrade comes out to his music. He stands at the end of the walkway. And then the flair music comes on. and Everyone pays their respects. Um, He brings out the big gold belt. He wears the big gold belt. The $100,000 big gold belt. Which which his son-in-law, Conrad, owns. Yep. just back in his lair so something. Yeah, he he wears it. And they had a match. You know, I was when I heard Ric Flair was gonna wrestle. I'm, you know I'm a Ric Flair guy. Yes you are. I'm one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Honorary horseman. And, and I'm an honorary horseman. I'm an I'm sure there's many of us, but I'm an honorary horseman because Ric Flair said so. And I'm sure that 50 bucks will buy that for you. I mean yeah. Ric Flair will do anything for money. This this thing will tell you he'll do anything for the money. Oh yeah. This was not a great match, but if you were expecting a Dave Meltzer five-star match, you were just barking up the wrong tree. This was supposed to be Flair hitting the high spots, doing the things he's going to do. One more run, go out there, have fun, and he did. Oh and boy, God. it looked like at one point he was going to die. He um, did. He didn't look good, but he's a seventy-three-year-old man. You've got to keep that in mind. Yeah. I mean, we saw Ricky Morton out there at sixty-five, but he's been doing it this whole time. Yeah. And he's not nearly as unhealthy as Flair is, That's he? true, yeah. This was what it was supposed to be. Lethal's been the guy who's been working with Flair. Yep. He did all the selling for Flair. Looked fine. Flair Blades. I didn't really care for that, but he got red to it's, it's a Rick Flair match. It's a Flair match. is going to do it. Yep. At the end of the match, Flair wins with the figure four. It's over. Boom. Um... um it kind of is what it is. Yeah. I'm not going to get out and say it was terrible. You know, again, I didn't have high expectations. No, I neither. not either. I was glad to see that they did the, the card the way they did it. I was glad to see that Flair, like, he was help, he was happy mm-hmm. with the end of it. Um, you know, at the end, everyone kind of broke kayfabe except for Jarrett. He was in the back, you know, yelling at the crowd the whole time. At the very end, Lethal comes out and hugs, and hugs Flair. Flair. Yep. Um, we saw Mick Foley and, Hart and Undertaker in Ringside and Flair goes to all of them. The Undertaker says something to them. Yeah. Hopefully one of the Lou Brown Major League. Great match, Rick. Don't ever fucking do it again. <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't a great match. It won't go down as a great match, but it is what it was. Yes. And you know, it was a goodbye to Rick Flair. Yes. Hopefully, Ric Flair never does this again. Please. Hopefully, no. Conrad made him enough money with all the shit they did this weekend. And let's talk about that. I'm a sports business guy. They sold everything that wasn't fucking nailed down. It's ridiculous. Over the Starcast, they had the roast of Ric Flair. Everything involving Starcast rotated around Flair's last match. They sold the canvas. They sold they had a drawing to buy to get Ric Flair's robe. Uh they sold the turnbuckles. They if it wasn't nailed down, Dude, Conrad found a way to sell that son of a bitch. Golly. And I hope that Rick made enough money this weekend to put it away. Don't piss it away. And keep doing his appearances. Go sign autographs to the day he's done. Never. Keep doing it. Wrestle. Don't you ever get, get another ring, Nate, ever again. Please. I don't want to see him on TV. Just just, just go off and do your appearances. Make a lot of money. And be happy. And be happy. You did it. 73 years old. You went out there. Look, he's the greatest wrestler of all time. Yes, he is. Anybody ever been a wrestling fan, i tell you that. Yeah. But, obviously, he had something to prove to himself. I hope whatever it was. I, let me rephrase that. Maybe he had something to prove to himself, and maybe this was a money grab. Mm-hmm. I hope that if he did have something to prove to himself, that he proved it. Yes, I do too. And I hope that if it was a money grab, it was enough money. Yeah. I gave him my $35. I hope it was enough. We love it, Nate. I just don't want to see this happen. No, never. Please. So, moving forward, we're going to be talking about, I'm going to have Hayden in here in a couple weeks. We're going to talk about the Vince McMahon legacy. We're going to talk about what's going on with AEW. It looks like CM Punk is not going to be back for all out. Oh, Jesus. That's getting pushed to where it looks like it's going to be Moxley and Jericho. I saw that. Well, they're, they're going to do that the quick like. They're going to keep that thing moving. Please, God, no. 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 We're not going to have CM Punk back in time. Jeez. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Wow. We've got, you know, what's to happen with Ring of Honor. What's going to happen moving forward with Triple H in charge at the WWE. That'll be all very interesting stuff. Yes. So um, a lot of wrestling. We've done a lot of wrestling talk here in really about an hour and 20 minutes of wrestling talk. So thanks for joining us for that. Um okay. We're going to get up out of here on that note, on all the wrestling stuff. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I want to just real quickly remind you, our two great sponsors today, Gold Belly, got got the cheesecake sale going on. Click the link in the show notes, $25 off your order, $50 or more. I can't speak higher of Gold Belly than I am now. they got a great service. And if you don't want cheesecake, go on there and find something. This is the perfect place to gift somebody something birthdays, anniversaries, you want to do something nice for somebody, corporate gifts, guys, I'm going to tell you now, I'm buying all my Christmas corporate gifts through Goldbelly. There's just a lot of stuff you can do. Check out whether it's cookies, whether it's the cakes, the pies, the Rocks, the Rocks personal chef has the Rocks French toast. It's live. I've talked about it before. We saw that. It's on there. I brought it up last couple of weeks. It has gone live. You can get it now on GoldBelly. Check that out. So we thank them for sponsoring. And then also DoorDash. We we'll want to thank DoorDash. The link in the show notes will get you $10 off your first three orders. So even if you're a DoorDash regular, you can still use the, use the link. You do have to sign up again. Use a different email address. Boom. There you go. And save yourself 30 bucks in your next three orders. I love DoorDash. I use it probably once a month here at the office when I'm here late recording stuff, either with Tyler Jones or on my own. So we we, uh, we thank both of them for jumping in and sponsoring us. Uh, I want to thank P Money for coming in, Peyton O'Connor coming in, talking a little baseball trade deadline and a lot of wrestling talk today. We got caught up on all of our wrestling. We will probably be giving that a rest till Hayden comes in, and then I'll be back on Friday with Ellen for the point .5. We're gonna get all up into Sean Watson Oh, God. and all the bullshit on oh, that. Oh my God! We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk a little bit about baseball trade deadline. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. We're gonna get into that. I have got a couple other things I want to talk about on the business side at UCLA adidas deal that, um, that fell through and what that lawsuit's all about uh, i don't know if you know ucla just cashed in i did not 60 million they got from adidas Ooh. to get out of their contract wow and now jordan brand is going to be sponsoring wow yeah. we're going to okay. talk all about that on uh the friday's pod with ellen we're going to do a lot of sports business stuff there's a lot to talk about on the business side a lot to talk about with Deshaun Watson. I'm not real pleased about that. We're going to get into it. Uh, so join us from Friday's pod for that. Ellen will be back in for the point .5 as always. Uh, I want to thank Tyler Jones and everybody in Studio Soapbox for all you do behind the scenes. Hey, if you have not, if you are a NASCAR fan, check out on Studio Soapbox David Starr's podcast. He's great. They're sponsored by Whataburger. Uh, They got a great pod. David Starr is talking about what he's doing in racing. And it's great to have an actual NASCAR driver in the Studio Soapbox Network and a lot of the the behind-the-scenes stuff they do. Um, Also, I'll be back on the Jones Report this week. I'll be on Thursday's pod uh, with Tyler and with Tom uh, filling in. We're doing a draft coming up soon. We got a big one coming up in a couple of weeks. We're going to be drafting our own leagues. Our own Ooh. conferences. So that'll be fun. I think that's going to be next week. I don't know Tyler's going to let me know. But we'll be getting that done soon. So thank you to Tyler. Appreciate you the listener. We're a day late. We're hopefully not a dollar short, but we're having some fun getting this out. It'll be coming out. Well, when you get this, you get it. But we'll have some content just a couple days from now as well. Uh, so I want to thank Tyler and everything behind the scenes, Studio Soapbox, everybody What they're doing there helps so much. Most importantly, thank you to you the listener. Hey, if you enjoy listening to us, if you're listening, do us a favor and rate us and review us. It helps us move up in the ratings. More people can see us. That helps us. And if we can keep this thing free by helping our sponsors, by more listeners, then we don't have to go to the paid stuff. And we want to keep giving you guys great content. So please do that. Whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate every five-star review. Until Friday, I'm Coach Bo Brian O'Connor. That's my main man, P. Money, Peyton O'Connor. Have a great week. Remember, your time tokens are non-refundable. We'll see you on Friday on Point 5. Take care, everybody.